The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. <gasps> oh, my God! Brady Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello! 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 And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. We do. As well, we, this episode, we are. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, Jimmy, as you know. Yeah. We break it down with our bad selves. We force it to sing and dance and then tell it how terrible it is and it should be fired. All for you, the listener. This is true. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to take a look at the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, the pilot Ooh. episode. I could, I could hear half the people shutting off their phones right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Pretty much variety hours available to stream nowhere. Mm. But we did find it on YouTube for free, so it's on there. Go we check did. it out. Boom. However, we did find the variety hour on DVD. It's available yes. on Amazon Prime. Well, it's available on Amazon to buy. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't think not, like it didn't stream on Amazon Prime. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, like how how could you get it with you know free next day shipping? This is true. This is true. Yep. No, I'm asking, how could you get it with? Well, with free I know next how day I could get it for free with next day shipping. How is, how is I that? don't know how you could though. What, what do you have that allows you to, to do it? Oh, oh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> you know, I have a way that I can that I can order it with next day shipping. You know, you know how? How's that? With Amazon Prime. Cool. I'll, I'll stop. That's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I met somebody at work that w- that just came from Amazon. No, I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. So originally, Jimmy and I were going to critique the first two episodes of the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, like we discussed last week. Yes, yeah. But we realized how we just couldn't fit it in just one of our episodes. Oh no, not enough time. It wouldn't do it justice. There's just so much to talk about. There's oh my god. So, to- so we concentrated solely. On this pilot episode. Yes, yes. And just so everybody's reminded, this episode is brought to you by Mindy. So, you know, this episode reminded me of Wrong Way Feldman. (laughs) How so? Because because it's a pilot Mm. and it it, they totally went the wrong way. Like (laughs) 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 so yeah. So I just made that up off the top of my head. <laughs> so this is the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, and we're bringing you Brady episodes just like we promised. See, we did, yeah, we See? promised it. Yeah, <clears throat> we said it was going to happen, and it did. Yes, you know we're not liars. You know, like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the first installment of the Brady Bunch episode. So, so what, what did you think of this variety? <laughs> this variety hour. I think it started off pretty strong. Like I like yeah. I literally laughed out loud with a couple of the jokes, and I was like, "Okay, okay, this is actually this could be funny." Okay, yeah. And then it just kind of went down from there. 
But there was still some parts that made me chuckle a couple times. <laughs> not gonna lie, I, there was a couple times where I, I kind of laughed and was like, "That was pretty funny. That was pretty good." I think if you like, you know, like Sharknado and Troll <laughs> Two and Birdemic, you know, and Velocipaster, I think you'll love this because it's it's so bad it's good kind of thing. <laughs> Is that like combining two things, two terrible things into one? Like all those movies are examples of that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is combining a really, really terrible review show with the Brady Bunch. (laughs) Indeed. What did you think of it? I don't know. I I genuinely 100% enjoyed watching it. I laughed through the entire thing. I just (laughs) laughed for the wrong reasons, to be honest with you. (laughs) I didn't laugh for the reasons that they intended me to laugh. Right. But I 100%, I enjoyed it enough where the next day I showed it to my wife and my daughter. I'm like, you, you guys got to see this. <laughs> so, I yeah. laughed at a couple of the intended areas. You didn't laugh I at didn't. any of the jokes? No. no. Hmm. Now, were I there know. Were, there were jokes in it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. Now, I know there was like a whole, you know, Tony Randall's a guest on this episode, and I think you right. commented saying he was an asshole or something on this. <laughs> but, but I just don't know if you understood Tony Randall's humor. Plus, he was playing his character on The Odd Couple, and that's how his character is. Very straight, very serious, no nonsense. Okay. And uh, so I thought the Tony Randall scene was fucking hilarious. Like, I was dying. And mm. it was so funny. Well, I mean, Robert Reed was playing it. Straight. <laughs> hi <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Uh, <clears throat> I can I can see why Mendy, and this is all seriousness. I'm we're, we were picking on Mendy last week. Mm-hmm. She knows we ju- we do it, you know, out of a place of love kind of thing. But I I can see why she liked it. To be honest with you, <laughs> like I, I really did enjoy watching this. <laughs> All right, so without getting any further, let's go back a little bit. How was your week? Fine as wine, kind of chatty. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's good. Good. <laughs> so you started a new job this week. Uh, I did. I did. So how was your week? Like, like, give us the breakdown. Give us, like, how, <laughs> how did it go? Um, well, give me a beat. No, I'm Hold kidding. Hold on, don't, I will. No, oh. don't, don't. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, You're like, no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> But um, let's see, I uh, started a new job. Um, it's mm-hmm. good. Um, seems like it'll be fun with lots of opportunities. Did you uh, meet any friends? <laughs> you like one of my sisters, which, by the way, I think the whole family is listening to the show now. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> but, um, but, um, uh, but, um, but, um, but, um, but, <laughs> like my sorry. sister Janisa, she said the same thing. So, like, did you make any friends? I'm like, I'm not seven. <laughs> I love how every time you imitate one of your sisters, you do it with a lisp. Because <laughs> <laughs> all my sisters, like, are gay men. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Which, which of your sisters is it that says everything is special? Oh, I think, or at least she them. used to. I don't well, know she mean all, yeah, anymore. Not anymore, but like, I think they all used to say that. Well, that's special. Oh, that's that kind special. Of thing. Yeah. But this is the sister that says, good job for everything. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to go up and visit because I, I haven't seen your sisters in a really long time. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Oh. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mention your name. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I don't think they've seen me since I've had kids. <laughs> I don't think so. No. But you look fantastic. I mean, you can't even I tell. know. I, I mean, I've gained weight, but not because of that. <laughs> That's all right. 
Yeah. Which that's a, that's a plus two because I think I am going to lose weight now that I'm working again and not probably yeah. unemployed for two months sitting on the couch eating garbage. Well, though, I will say the line of work, like depending on what job you get, you may very well get a job where you sit down all the time. And that does not help. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it keeps me out of my kitchen for that's like 20 You're hours right. a day. So, And it's not like I can sit there and eat all day because, you know, you can't have food on the floor, which, of course, right. you know that. Um, so, yeah. So I, so I really don't eat much for breakfast except a cup of coffee and then I won't eat lunch. And I mean, I want to eat till lunch and it's usually something really small and then I won't eat again until you're home for dinner. So right on. So your, your son started school this week, correct? Indeed. He so how, how did he, uh, how did he do in school? Did he meet any friends? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't <laughs> ask him, but, uh, but um, he's a, uh, cause you know, he's takes him a while for, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. but um, yeah, he was doing okay. He's, Seems to like it, so right on. Cool, cool. Have you have you been have you been to Menards yet? I've been to a Menards before. Like since you've been up there? Like I'd be walking around that place. That place is awesome. I love Menards. I don't think we have a Menards here. You don't have Menards? I don't know. We had one in, in Decatur. Maybe. I don't know. It sounds like I'm talking about my 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 boys, like Menards. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> Menards. Hey, you want to see Menards? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you just kicked me in Menards. Sorry. If I'm trying to remember what Menards is, is that that fancy grocery store? No, no. It's like Home Depot. It's like, well, really, oh. it's like Tractor Supply. Oh. Or 83 or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's called? Lumber. That's Lumber. Right. Did I tell you where that name came from, 83? No. Is that the year it opened? No, I was a okay. little tangent. I was working tangent. in the call, cent, call center and I was making calls and I was confirming somebody's address and the city they lived in was, I can't remember the state now. I want to say Pennsylvania or something, but was the name of the city was 83, like 83 oh. Pennsylvania. I was like, really? I was like, is your town named 83? And she's like, yeah. I'm like. What's the story there? <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't know. She's like, but you know that like lumber store eighty three. I was like, yeah. It's like that's where it comes from. It's, it's from there. I'm like, oh, oh, that's fun. So, we have one down here in Melbourne. <laughs> you have eighty three Pennsylvania in Melbourne. No, we have an eighty three lumber from Pennsylvania. Oh, oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. more sense. Okay. Well, what I'll do real quick is just so you know, just so you're aware, like I'll, I'll. Send you like I'll grab my phone on break and I'll send you a picture of Menards. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I want you to see, so I'm gonna send you a picture of, Men- of what Menards look like. <laughs> okay, just so, so you can just so you can recognize Menards when you see them. <laughs> All right. So let's take a break, and I'm gonna check out the pic that Jimmy's gonna send me, and uh, we'll get into it. Okay. Cool. All right, we'll be back. Something wrong, Tech? Oh, nothing, Jimmy. Halloween is coming up, and my son says he's too old for trick-or-treating. But I still want to dress up. Okay. Have you checked out HalloweenCostumes.com yet? What's that? What do you mean, what's that? We went over this last year. We did? 
Yes, HalloweenCostumes.com. It has the biggest and best selection of Halloween costumes, accessories, and decorations. Mm, no, but I don't recall. The biggest and best selection means over 10,000 costumes from your favorite pop culture properties and comics, video games, movies, and television. I, I, I got nothing. The best selection means costumes to fit anyone. Parents, kids, couples, groups, plus size. Ooh. Even sexy costumes. Ooh la la. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Now you got it. Oh, and you know the retro network is all about them ugly, ugly Halloween, Halloween sweaters. sweaters. Yeah, I remember now. But I want something new. They have stuff that's new. They got brand new designs for 2022. See, look. Oh wow, like Beetlejuice, Trick or Treat, and Hocus Pocus. Those weren't there last year. And Marty McFly, Ghostbusters, and Mr. Potato Head. Those weren't there last year either. I know, right? So, do you think they have like sexy Hocus Pocus? I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, dude. That's gonna get me so much candy. My son is gonna be peanut butter and jealous, and I'm not sharing any of it. What, what was that? N- nothing. So click on over to HalloweenCostumes.com using the promo code link in today's show notes and save 20% off your entire order now through October 31st, 2022. HalloweenCostumes.com, the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. So do they have like sexy Mr. Potato Head? What is wrong with you? So what'd you what'd you think of Menards? <laughs> it was, it's like prettier than I thought it was going to be. There you go. Yeah, exactly. It's it's they're it's big. They're big. Right, right. I could tell that they used to be really bushy, but somebody <laughs> had cut them back. I can tell. <laughs> they used to be smaller, but then they expanded. It's weird. Um, I'll have to put a picture of Menards up on Instagram so that everybody can see them. They can comment, see what they think, that kind of thing. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Yeah, maybe we'll send a picture of Menards out to the the Patreon subscribers. Oh, they would love as a little that, special gift. <laughs> they would love that. I bet you a couple of them have even. Well, I can't say the jokes. It's all gonna be. Well, a- they can they can reciprocate and send it back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. We got the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, the pilot episode. Yes. Let's get into it because we have a lot to go over here. So Yeah, we do. All right. So facts about the episode. It first aired on November 28th, 1976. Hey, we're, we're both alive. Hey, d- uh, day before my birthday. Oh, yeah. Day Good. before I turned two years old. Hmm. It was written by Steve Bluestein or Bluestein. I don't know. Ronnie Graham, Terry Hart, Carl oh, yeah. Kleinschmidt, Sorry. and Bruce Valanche. Okay. And directed by Art Fisher. Right on. Mm-hmm. According to IMDb, over 1,500 girls auditioned to replace E. Plum as Jam Brady. The two finalists were Kathy Hilton. That's right. The mother of Paris Hilton. Ooh. And Jerry Reishi, who actually won the part. Okay. Eve Plum's father wanted her to have limited involvement in the show, 
She agreed to do the pilot plus five episodes, but the network insisted on a 13-episode contract with a five-year option. Um, And TV Guide has routinely rated the Brady Bunch Variety Hour as one of the top five worst television shows of all time. I can see that. What? I mean, I mean, from a <laughs> from a network perspective, the show was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it was bad. But was yeah. it so bad? It's good. I guess. <laughs> you guessed, didn't you? Say you watched it like three times. Yeah, you're only required to watch it once for this show. That's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I did watch it like three times. I watched a few scenes a few times. So yeah. And not necessarily because I was writing a synopsis, just because. <laughs> I mean, it was for the show. If I wasn't doing the show, I wouldn't have watched it that many times. No, I, I never would have checked it out if it wasn't for the show. Probably not anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, this episode guest stars Tony Randall and Donnie Marie Osmond. Yes, it does. Yeah. Hmm. Donnie and Marie, such a cute couple, don't you think? They are, yeah. And they look like, they look similar too. They're one of those couples <laughs> that kind of look similar. Yeah, I guess when you're together for so long, you start to look alike. And Marie Osmond is so tiny in this. She's really yeah. tiny. She's like smaller than any of the Brady kids. I know. I like even, even Marsha. I think she's like the same size as Marsha. Mm-hmm. Marsha's like really tiny. I love tiny girls. You <laughs> <laughs> right. must collect Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> Those are really tiny. Because they're only like a foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> so I started watching the episode and... First 20 seconds, I stopped it, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> so I had my first 20-second reaction, which was, holy 70s. Like, yes. this screams. This screams 70s. Holy crap. <laughs> and fake Jan sigh. So, yeah. I thought fake Jan was awful. I'm going to go out and say that right now. I thought she was cute, but that's really bad. I didn't. <laughs> that's it. Hmm. Yeah, she was awful. My only note is... My God, that's a lot of bedazzled kids. Holy crap. <laughs> Everything is bedazzled. Everything. They must have had stock in sequence because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's like your whole television. Like, it's like the reception looked terrible because of all the sparkly shit on it. <laughs> I know. It almost looked like static. Some of them didn't have tiny sequence. Some of them had like big ones, like silver dollar yeah. size. Like It like looked like sequence. they just got a big sheet of aluminum foil and they just cut circles out on it, like the size of golf balls and glued them to people's suits. Like, God, why are you doing that? It's almost like when they were trying to think of another show to do, they're like, I don't know, but I think the Brady's need to have another show. And then they're like, what can we do? And like, I don't know. We have like a million sequins here. Can we do anything with that? <laughs> <laughs> we want to put out Brady Christmas ornaments, but we can't. Hey, we'll just put out a show where they wear a bunch of sequins and look like Christmas ornaments. But should we also sequin the like the sets too? <laughs> Fuck yes, we're gonna sequence. Hell the yes. <laughs> but I mean, how can we make even more sparkliness? Oh, I know. Put in a swimming pool. <laughs> God. Yeah, I I really didn't get the swimming pool at all. <laughs> this was the seventies. Apparently, like the seventies is really big on, like. What is it like synchronized swimming dancers or something? Well, that's the follies, whatever they call them, the Sigfield follies or whatever. But they had those girls that used to like on the old school movies, they had the girls that would dive in and sequence and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And they would do synchronized swimming. But that was like the thirties and forties and stuff. Wasn't it? That wasn't the seventies. Maybe. maybe. It's like when they were talking about, oh, in the the fifties, they went to roller rinks. I I thought it was a fifties thing. I thought thought it was was a seventies thing. thing. (laughs) Me too. But 
I don't know. But I mean, hey, it was the 70s at the time and they were talking about it. I mean, because I remember in kindergarten and first grade, this was like 1980, 81. Like they were just kind of fading in, in, in popularity. So I don't think that was a 50s thing. I, don't, I didn't either. I was confused by that also. Yeah. So anyways. Hmm. All right. Should we uh, dive into it? We should dive into it. All right. So the opening of the show, our show opens up with pictures of all the Brady's, like on these Aww. big screens, along with a kazoo version of the Brady theme, which I thought <laughs> was, maybe they didn't have rights to the original, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But let's not leave out the Brady dancers. Basically, yes. their version of the Rockettes. Right. Which is, I guess, another 40s thing. Probably. And they, they have a name for them. What did they call them? The, I, the, I saw you wrote the name down, but I never understood it enough to write it down. Yeah, they called them like the Croftettes or something like that. Like Croftettes. I don't that's what they called them. Yeah, that's what he called them at the end of the show. Why don't they just go by like the Braidettes or something? You know, something uh-huh. that makes sense. <laughs> or just yeah. have them all dressed as Alice. Call me Alicettes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, uh a fake crowd cheers and the curtains open up on the stage is a bedazzled tiered set. Yes. All the Brady's on different high rises with, of course, Mike and Carol at the top. Mm-hmm. And they all sing and dance to a baby face. Yes. Because they're, they're all still children. <laughs> so let's check out baby face performance. Ooh. Okay. Baby face. You get, Jimmy, you got the cutest little baby face. But it's funny because none of them have baby faces at all. Like, it's, I got the feeling they were trying to, to act like they were all still children and they're like 20 something years old. (laughs) That didn't make any sense to me. Oh, they definitely do that in their skits coming up. That's for sure. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. Especially fake, stupid Jan. 
Didn't we establish way back in the way back that that Christopher Knight was tone deaf in real life? Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck is he on a variety show like the singing and dancing? <laughs> I know. Like whose bright idea was that? I know. He's probably like, you know, I can't sing, right? We established this years ago. And they're like, well, I mean, you're part of the Brady's and like, can I, can I just get a replacement like Jan did? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Barry Williams is full of himself. So, you know, he would be all over the place, like upstaging everybody. But anyways, um, I feel like this was the brainchild of Barry Williams and uh, Flo Hen. I think they were like, you know what we should do? When we get to <laughs> sing and dance like we always want to do. And, you know, <laughs> Flo Hen was like, Fuck yes. <laughs> uh, why is Flohan so much more animated than everybody else? You know what I mean? You would think that the director would be like, okay, can you pull back a little bit? Cause you're literally making everybody else look bad. I think she just enjoys stage performance. I think she's I guess. used to being big. Like, you know, she just, yeah, it's her jam. I mean, besides, I got a lot of notes on all these. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, but kudos to the high school kid that choreographed this. That was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> must have been a class project. Yeah. I mean, there's people in this whose talent is literally swimming. Like, that's their talent. Like, <laughs> like they had a special moment on television that literally showed them swimming underwater. And that's all they did. Like, that's li- that wasn't even like dancing underwater or synchronized. It was literally swimming underwater. That's all their talent was. <laughs> and they had a special moment on television for it. Good for them. Good for yeah. them. Um, why did Robert Reed the entire time look like he's in pain? He had this look on his face like he was hurting the whole time. Because he's forced to sing and dance on a variety show. Well, yeah, it's probably, he probably argued about it, about how illogical it was. Um, yeah, my other note is, oh my God, Barry Williams is so full of himself. <laughs> Holy crap, he's so full of himself. Like, I had, I really had to differentiate between Carol and Flohen on this because <laughs> this is totally Carol totally would have been full of herself on this but right. it's not Carol it's Flohen so Flohen like homegirl has the clout where she can be full of herself in a situation like this because she's really talented <laughs> Barry right. Williams is not and he had no right to be f- that full of himself he's really not that talented so <laughs> it kind of irritated me a little bit um, but it's funny because they like when Barry Williams was done, like when everybody was done, Barry Williams was doing that kind of fake laugh thing that they do when they think everybody's applauding just for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they'll sing or they'll do a show on like, and they see that you see them pretending to laugh and like, like they're embarrassed, but like nobody's <laughs> clapping for you, man. Like, like. <laughs> man, before you used to hit on Carol, now you're hitting on Greg. hundred percent. No, it's not, I'm not hitting on Greg. I'm hitting on Barry Williams. All this time is Barry yeah. Williams. And I apologize, Mr. Williams, if you're listening, but it's the truth. I'm sorry. Like we just call it how we see it. Um, and also, whoa, whoa, whoa. don't give me lumped that you call it how you see it. I didn't say anything about Barry Williams. What do you mean? We talked off the air and you said you agreed. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, he's, I guess a little bit, I mean, he was talented enough to get to be in the Broadway cast of Pippin or in the, in the touring cast of Pippin. So, I mean, that <laughs> song he sings later on, I gotta admit, he did really good on that. But when it comes to like dancing and performing, it's, it's kind of cringy. You know what I mean? Um, and also where the fuck is Alice? Well, she I don't, mean, she don't have no baby face. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was listening to the performance, all, all I hear is flow in singing. That's all I hear. Yeah, I noticed that too. That and Marsha. You hear Marsha singing too. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Christopher Knight wasn't singing at all. He was probably just lip syncing like always. Right, right. Um, 
And like, how come the synchronized pool dancing thing isn't a thing anymore? Like, mm-hmm. where did that go? We should have synchronized pole dancing. <laughs> oh, there we yes. go. Yes. It, hmm. it takes up less room. You don't have to have a swimming pool. <laughs> That's true. So watching Robert Reed singing and dancing, I can see how he thought hair dye wouldn't change someone's hair color, but this was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I felt bad for him because you could tell, like you can tell towards the end of the episode, spoiler alert, he just completely gives up hundred percent just gives up. He's not even trying anymore. He's just standing (laughs) off to the side, like clapping his hands off beat and stuff. Like he's not even trying anymore. (laughs) It's awesome. All right. Scene two. Mm. This is going to be a weird kind of kind of synopsis because we've never done this before. So just try to follow along, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. uh, scene two. <clears throat> the song ends and all the Bradys begin to talk all at once. Carol eventually blows the whistle for them to all shut up. She says <laughs> she says that they all have to decide who's going to talk first. Mm-hmm. They all begin to talk at once again. This time, Mike butts in, ready to lay the fucking law down. Mm hmm. He says, all right, all right. Your mother's right. We have to decide who's going to talk first. But he said it like a whiny little girl. Very disappointing. He did. He did. But then Mike asks how. Carol says, okay, we'll just do it like we do at home. And then with a snap of her fingers, a now serving signs comes down from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. The 27 is up next. Carol Mm -hmm. says, it's the only way to decide who eats first, who talks first, or who goes to the bathroom. Mm. Whiny fake Jan says, mother, how could you? Now everybody knows. Mm. (laughs) And then adult fake Jan literally crosses her arms and puffs out her bottom lip to pout. (laughs) Bobby says, our sister Jan doesn't want anyone to know that we have a bathroom. Mm -hmm. See, they should have changed that to toilet. That would have been really funny. That would have been a funnier joke. Mm -hmm. Greg says, actually, in our old house, we didn't. Mm -hmm. That's pretty funny. If you know the episodes, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Fake Jan now punches Greg in the arm and says, with the same pouty face, hey, oh, I wish I was dead. (laughs) Carol, now trying to get the ball rolling, asks, who has number 27? Mike says, yeah, 27, you're on. Everyone looks at their numbers, but nobody has it. Mike says, come on, kids. One of you has 27, and I want to know who has it. Carol says, Mike, what number do you have? Mike checks his ticket, and he has 27. Silly Mike. He says, I got 27. The rest of the kids all in unison says, take it, dad. <laughs> Mike now steps forward to welcome everyone to the show, but suddenly has stage fright and walks back to Carol. Carol urges him to get back out there. Mike steps forward again and very nervously says, hi, I'm Mike. But then has a deer in headlights look at as Carol reminds him, Brady. <laughs> Mike laughs at his boner and says, Right. I'm Mike Brady. I'm the husband and father and that sort of thing. Look, I'm an architect. My family wanted this variety show. It was their idea. I didn't want to do it. Mendy said to do it. Mendy said it was a good idea. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I love my family. I love my patrons. 
So <laughs> now I'm an entertaining architect. Greg looks over at fake Jan and says, he's dying. Fake Jan whines again. Oh, why can't I be dead? <laughs> this next part fucking made me laugh so hard. Marsha gets a huge smile on her face and says, yeah, why can't Jan be dead? <laughs> That's messed up. That's that was awesome. so fucking funny. <laughs> Greg says, we forget about Jan. Dad is the one who's dying. Mike now tells Carol, honey, I told you I didn't want to do this. Carol, trying to console her husband, says, I know. Mike goes on, this isn't like rehearsing in the kitchen. <laughs> Carol now takes over and says, he's very excited. We're all very excited because this is our very first Brady Bunch Variety Hour. I was expecting applause there, Jimmy. But, oh. Yay. <laughs> Carol goes on to introduce the guest stars on the show. When Carol announces the swimming dancers, Mike asks, swimming? <laughs> Carol says, yeah, they gave us a pool. The camera pans out. We see that the Bradys are standing on a circular stage in the middle of a pool. Mike says, that's ours? Mike goes on, hold up. We get bottled water at home. That's $10 a month. What does this cost? Carol says, I don't know, Mike. We're not paying for it. Carol then goes on to introduce the Brady kids and how much they've all grown up since we've seen them last in season five. Oh. Carol says, take Greg, for instance. He's all grown up now and a terrific singer and dancer. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Greg attempts to sing for everybody, but Carol shuts that shit down quick and says, Greg, not now. Mm. Greg looks into the camera and says, but music is my life. Right. He then snaps and points into the camera, <laughs> you know, like Tack does all the time. <laughs> Carol rolls her eyes and says, music is his life. She mm -hmm. too snaps and points into the camera. Carol now gets ready to introduce Marsha. But before she does, Mike says, is that pool heated? Carol ignores her <laughs> husband and goes on. Marsha's all grown up too. The crowd goes wild when Marsha says, hi, everybody. Mike quickly runs over to cover her up and asks, who said that? Carol says, but she's still daddy's little girl. He looks at Carol with disgust and says, I told you not to let her wear that dress. Carol rolls her eyes and says, her pinafore is still at the cleaners. <laughs> Do you know, you know what a pinafore is? <laughs> Duh. Okay, you? Yeah, I mean, because I, mean, I didn't want to insult you and like have to explain it to you what a pinafore yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... It's, and it's, we're not going to insult our audience, right? And try to explain no. what it is. Like, because yeah. we would just, you know what? It would just sound like we were talking down to them. I know. That's what you know I mean. That's my thoughts exactly. I mean, so. you know, it's a, it's a pinafore. You can't do that. You got to cinch them. Yeah, we told you to cinch them. It's a pinafore. That's right. It's a pinafore. <laughs> Carol moves on and says, our son Peter is in college now. She bends down to talk to him, but Peter is down talking to one of the dancing swimmers in the pool. Ooh. Ooh. Carol says, I uh, think he's majoring in girls. Peter, say hello. Peter looks down at the girl at the pool and says, hello. Oh. Whiny fake Jan says, it's all going wrong. Why couldn't I have been one of the Waltons? Carol says, and that's Jan. She's at the emotional age. Whiny fake and need I remind you, adult Jan now crosses her arms, throws a fit, and yells out, I am not. 
<laughs> Carol rolls her eyes and sarcastically says she is not. Carol now begins to introduce Bobby, but Bobby cuts in and says, Mom, Mom, excuse me. I'll take it from here. Thanks. Bobby stands next to Cindy, smiles at the camera and says, Hi, I'm Bobby Brady, and I grew two and a half inches this year. <laughs> That's disgusting. Then he looks down at his pants. <laughs> Cindy <laughs> Cindy cuts in front of him and proudly boasts, and I'm Cindy Brady, and I grew three and a half inches this year. <laughs> Bobby says, you know, for a girl her size, she's very weird. It's fucked up. Cindy says, how would you like to eat your teeth? Bobby gets in her face and threatens, how'd you like to sit on a frog? Oh, shit. Fuck? Cindy... <laughs> Cindy gets Peter in a headlock and they wrestle around with each other as Carol says, ah, my babies, how they get to be so close. As the wrestling continues, Carol says, almost inseparable. Mm. Mike now cuts in and says, Cindy, come on now, break it up, break it up. Mike goes on to say, just because your mother has apparently figured out a way to keep my dick and balls in her purse <laughs> does not mean that you have to do the same with your brothers. I don't remember him saying that. I don't remember that either. That's what they said. Well, you know what? The audio was shitty. So you probably couldn't okay. understand. You probably couldn't understand what they were saying. That's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with Mike in this. He's like a pussy now or something. I guess. It's weird. Anyway, Carol steps forward and finally introduces, and this is Mike Brady. Now, you may have noticed he was a little nervous this evening. Well, he has reason to be. He's the first architect to have his own variety show, and it'd really help if you'd make him feel welcome. Okay? She's talking to us. <laughs> Mike shakes his head in disbelief and rolls his eyes. Carol goes on, my husband. And then she kisses him. Mike <laughs> Brady. The audience and the whole family clap in celebration of Mike Brady. They get a lot of applause in the show. <laughs> All they have to do is look at the camera and everybody's like... God. Mike smiles and looks out into the camera and returns to the deer and headlights look. Carol tries to console her husband. It's okay, honey. Just follow me and hurry. Carol kicks it off again as they continue their song, Baby Face. But as they finish their big ending, Mike falls into the pool doing a belly flop. Aww. He swims to the edge, spitting out water as the rest of his family continue to sing and dance. Hmm. But what what the fuck are they talking? They eat all at once. What are they talking about? They need numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and they have multiple bathrooms. Hello. <laughs> um, but I like how Bobby has to say my sister Jan, because nobody knows who the fuck that is. <laughs> right. Like, I thought I was gonna this funny. chick here, whoever the fuck she is. <laughs> <laughs> um Greg's joke was kind of funny. Yeah. When he talks about the old house, that was actually yeah. pretty funny. That was pretty clever. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm now thinking about it. it. Took me a second. Cause I'm like, you know what? They never showed a bathroom in that episode. So yeah, that's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, when Mike said, I've got 27, like his, his gayness kind of came out <laughs> like Robert, Robert Reed's gayness came out. <laughs> Robert Reed came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did a little bit of research and Mike has performed sort of, Oh no, not not I did. I, I went back and looked at some episodes, and Mike has performed at the Westdale Family Frolic Night. That's true. So this is not the first time Mike's been on stage. He has performed. 
Granted, yeah. he read something. He performed a few times. He performed right. the Frolic Night with uh, and then in Greg? the backyard play. Yeah, the backyard play where he wore tights. Right. And so I don't know why he's so nervous because this isn't the first time on stage. So I wish well, he was this is a liar. Supposedly in front of like thousands of people right. and a camera and all that. I which guess. I don't think this was filmed in front of an audience at all. But no. At least not this pilot episode was. Maybe the later ones were. I don't know. Well, also, like, spoiler alert, later on when they're on the roller skates, you can tell they switch out their roller skates because the wheels no longer roll. (laughs) Um, Oh, really? Yeah, when they're dancing and stuff. Yeah, they don't have that kind of coordination. So they put roller skates on where the wheels don't roll. Why are you ruining the smoke and mirrors here, Jimmy? I was, like, so impressed. I was like, God damn. Because this is the worst show that's ever been on television. (laughs) And whatever little ounce of goodness it has, I'm going to rip away from it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and also Greg is still creepy. (laughs) So at the end of the song, you know, when this skit starts up, everybody starts talking at once. I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) Um, Greg's joke about the bathroom was funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Mike's nervous speech is funny and blaming blaming it on the family. If the whole show (laughs) fucks up, that's pretty funny. And just once again, Marsha's line, yeah, why can't Jam be dead? was fucking hilarious. (laughs) I mean, her delivery of this, because she did it with a huge smile on her face, and she was laughing. And and looking out into the crowd, like, yeah. Like, that was, I fucking lost it. That was so funny. All right. So, scene three. Mm. The scene opens up with the family, except Mike, are all Mm. sitting around a living room. Apparently not the original house, but a I guess a new one. It looked like Archie Bunker's house to me, but whatever. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Anyways, they're all talking about how bad Mike is at singing and dancing. (laughs) Carol, trying to take control of the situation, says, all right, now stop. You stop it. Don't you talk that mess. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I know he wasn't the greatest, but he's your father. He loves you. Don't you love him? All the kids continue to talk all together, generally saying that they all do, in fact, love Mike. Carol, looking at Bobby a little suspiciously, asks, Bobby? Bobby looks up and says, Mom, you know I love him. He's my dad. But we gotta dump him. (laughs) Carol gets an angry look on his face and says, Bobby, in a scolding tone. Greg looks over at Bobby and says, Would you cool it? He turns back to Carol and says, Now look, Mom. Bobby's being a little gross. (laughs) But I dig where he's coming from. Now, on a love relationship basis, yeah, we're all very into dad. But what's coming down is zip. Bitch. That's what he said. (laughs) Carol interrupts. Greg, speak English. Greg gets serious and says, okay, we love him, but he's not very good. Bobby chimes back in and says, let me put it for you another way, mom. He's stinking up the act. Greg scolds by saying, Bobby. Bobby asks, did you hear him sing? Cindy says, he sounded like Beretta's bird. (laughs) Carol says, okay, I'll admit that there are people that sing better than he does. Peter pipes up and says, mom, aluminum foil sings better than he does. <laughs> Aluminum foil. <laughs> I can't sing. Luna fucking sing. Luna fucking sing. That's so weird. Greg says, "Yeah," and he doesn't swim too well either. Oh, 
Damn, attacking the swimming, too. That's fucked up. Dang. Cindy says, yeah, it's the absolute pits. Fake Wiley Jan says, what do all my friends think? Oh, I can just roll up into a little ball and die. All of her lines have dead, dying, or death in it. Mm-hmm. Marsha, trying to keep the peace, says, all right, let's all stop hitting on daddy, okay? Peter says, daddy. <laughs> daddy. We'll stop hitting on daddy if you do. Jesus Christ, Marsha. <laughs> when have you ever called him daddy? What, what, is he, what has been going on here lately? No, Peter didn't say that, but um, he should have, though. He should have. That's what I would have said if I was Peter. I would have been like, what the fuck? You've never uh-huh. heard daddy before? <laughs> daddy. Oh, uh-huh. daddy. Uh-huh. Oh, daddy can spank me. What? <laughs> Bobby asks Marsha, why? Did you think he was good? They all look over at daddy's little girl <laughs> for an answer. Marsha feels the heat and says, well, um, he looked good. That's what she said. I know. Cindy jumps up and says, oh, my God, Marsha. <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> no, no, no. But Marsha tries to recover from this eye-opening moment that is going on and says, um, well, daddy wore his clothes very well. <laughs> Bobby sarcastically says, dynamite act, the Brady Bunch in a coat hanger. Okay. Still didn't sound right, but Carol gives the evil eye to Bobby and says, okay, now wait a minute. Is Marsha fucking my husband? <laughs> I mean, I can see Jan because she's new and she's not even related to them. But Marsha is kind of fucked up. No. Carol says, your father never wanted to do the show in the first place. It was your idea. Pointing to Bobby. Carol mm. goes on and he is trying he's even going to dance class do you think he likes it do you think your father enjoys wearing tights like he did in the backyard during that one show <laughs> marcia says every time i see him wear them he tears them off as quickly as possible but uh, i mean <laughs> no carol goes on no he does not he's doing it for you the kids all feel bad now until Peter pipes up and says, oh, remember that when other kids ask if your father wears tights, tell them he's doing it for you. <laughs> Carol now stands up in anger and says, okay, now I've heard enough. Your father makes the first public appearance of his life, you know, like a liar, <laughs> gets one little case of stage fright, falls in the pool, and you're ready to throw him out. Is that it? Is that the kind of miserable, ungrateful children you are? Oh, damn. Now all of the kids really feel bad and apologize. Bobby stands up and says, Mom? Carol, still angry, says, Yes, Bobby. Bobby, with a look of sorrow in his eyes, takes a moment for a dramatic impact and says, We gotta dump him. <laughs> the whole gang in unison says, Bobby! <laughs> we we got it done. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Oh my god, it wasn't as funny as Marsha's line about Jam being dead. But oh my god, <laughs> that was the two jokes that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> uh. Anyway, just then the doorbell rings. 
Cindy goes and answers it. She opens the door and Tony Randall steps inside. Oh my God. Not <laughs> Tony Randall. Cindy with her jaw on the floor says, it's Tony Randall. Tony says, hello. Our kids <laughs> come over and shake his hand. Tony Randall says, hello, Brady's. My, you are a bunch, aren't you? <laughs> Tony Randall finally spots Carol and walks over to her. Carol says, Tony, what a pleasant surprise. Tony Randall says, well, I'm going to be the guest on your show this week, and I thought I'd drop by to pick up my script. Bobby says, uh, the script isn't ready yet, Tony. I still got some work to do on it. Tony turns and looks at Bobby. <laughs> he snickers a little and says, you must be Bobby, huh? <laughs> Bobby says, that's right, Tony. Tony says, good. I'll call you Bobby. You may call me Mr. Randall. <laughs> Bobby, a little taken aback by the comment, says, yes, Mr. Randall. Mr. Randall says, good. That way I can patronize you. <laughs> Mr. Randall turns back to Carol and says, you do realize that the ideal family has only 1.5 children? <laughs> this joke made me laugh, too. <laughs> None of them works on scripts. <laughs> He turns to look at Bobby again. <laughs> Carol says, yes, Mr. Randall. Mr. Randall says, you can call me Tony. Carol smiles. Meanwhile, Greg says, wow, he's something else. Peter adds, he really comes on strong. Bobby says to the boys, hey, Tony Randall could be our father. Bobby turns to Mr. Randall and asks, hey, Mr. Randall, are you doing anything right now? Mr. Randall says, yes, I'm trying to talk to your mother. <laughs> Peter says, no, we mean professionally. Tony Randall looks at Peter and simply says, I do everything professionally. He goes on to say, if you mean acting, yes, I have my own television show. Carol lights up and asks, really? What's it called? <laughs> Tony Randall, not amused, turns back to Carol and says, what is it called? Starsky and Hutch, that's what it's called. Perhaps you should call me Mr. Randall. <laughs> Carol <laughs> hangs her head in shame. Boy, he's a regular Jerry Seinfeld, ain't he? <laughs> I knew you were going to say something oh. like that. <laughs> it's a character he plays. It's fucking funny. No, yeah. You never watched The Odd Couple? He plays um, Tony Randall? <laughs> no, he just plays a straight, no-nonsense guy. <laughs> it's just funny. Bobby says... Well, if you got your own show, I guess you can't do ours, too. You see, we need a father. Just then, Mike comes walking on the stairs and listens in. Mm. Greg says, you'd be perfect, Mr. Randall. He turns to the other kids and asks, wouldn't he? They all agree. Carol says, uh, kids, you heard Mr. Randall. He's already doing a show. Mr. Randall says, no, no, it's all right. My show's only 30 minutes long. He turns to Carol and says, Jack Klugman has 90 minutes. Hmm. Mike still eavesdropping on the conversation. Here's Bobby asks, you mean you do it? Mr. Randall says, well, depends on how much, how much work is involved. Peter says, almost nothing. A little song and dance. Greg adds, and every once in a while, you have to walk in the front door and say, hi, honey, I'm home. Mike rolls his eyes as he hears all this. Tony Randall says, oh, oh my. I never did that on The Odd Couple. Mm -hmm. Tony goes on, let me try it. Hi, honey, I'm home. Mike now has a look on his face like, check out this motherfucker. 
<laughs> After Tony Randall's attempt at the line, he looks around and asks, how was I? Mike finally giving in, walks down the stairs and says, I think it's great. Oh, Carol shit. now shitting herself says, Mike. <laughs> Mike says, no, 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 really. He walks straight over to Tony Randall and says, I think you'd make a terrific Mike Brady. Don't you think so, kids? Carol, wouldn't he be really good? Oh, how about you, Marsha? Do you think he'd be a really, really good daddy? <laughs> a daddy for you, Marsha? Would you like him as your daddy? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just picture me right in Marsha's face. <laughs> like he's secretly irritated by her saying, is he your daddy too? Is that what it is? And just gives her no, the other kids are just staring like, what the fuck? Like, I think Cindy even mouths it to Peter. What the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> and then Alice comes walking in. Hey, daddy. Um, I mean, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Randall says, oh, Mike, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know what to say. Mike mocks him and says, oh, just say, hi, honey, I'm home. <laughs> Tony Randall laughs and says, gee whiz, I can never say it like that. Tony heads for the front door as if he had just been caught fucking Carol. He says, no, no, no. Besides, Tony Randall never steals another actor's lines. Just before he opens the door to leave, Bobby stops him and says, Tony? Tony says, Mr. Randall. <laughs> Bobby corrects himself and says, Mr. Randall, I think you're chicken. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Oh, Mr. Shit. Randall stares at Bobby for a moment and says, well, up your nose with a rubber hose. Oh, damn. And walks out like a motherfucking boss. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. After Mr. Randall leaves, Mike proudly dusts himself off and says, well, um, somebody has to be Mike Brady. Who's he going to be? <laughs> Carol turns to Bobby and asks, Bobby, you uh, got any ideas? <laughs> She's totally throwing Bobby under the bus. She's like, oh, that's your fucking kids. Oh, they brought it up. <laughs> Marsha, do you have somebody in mind? Somebody else in mind to be your daddy? Your daddy? <laughs> Bobby thinks for a second and says, how about, but then quickly stops when all the siblings grab him. <laughs> grab on his dick. No. He picks up the hint and says, dad. Mike says, yes. Bobby with a tone of defeat says, you have to be Mike Brady. You are Mike Brady. Mike says, well, to quote a certain critic, I thought I was stinking up the act. Oh, damn. Stinking the act. Bobby says, yeah, I know, but maybe you'll get better. And you are a great dad. And nobody says, hi, honey, I'm home quite like you do. Mike chuckles and Bobby says, well, dad, we love you. The other kids walk over and hug Mike. Carol turns to the camera and says, that's my bunch. Just then, Bobby turns to the camera and says, I got it. Burt Reynolds. The other kid just covers his mouth as Mike rolls his eyes. <laughs> <sighs> Silly. Yeah, I, my, my first note is, why are they in Archie Bunker's living room? <laughs> like, it totally <laughs> yeah, looks like it Archie might Bunker's. Just be, yeah, I know, it's pretty close, yeah, right? That or, that or the original um, 
different, uh, um, not different, uh, the original um, Facts of Life, the original when they're in the boarding house. Right. I'm trying to remember. It definitely looks a lot like Archie Bunker's house yeah. for sure. That um, staircase being back there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one, yeah. Um, my second note is, oh my Greg, oh my, oh my God, Greg, button up your damn shirt. Why the fuck is your shirt unbuttoned when you're at home with your family? It's all that. Seriously, it's kind of like you're looking like uh like Larry from Three Skin. Yeah, like right, because he's not full of himself. Um, twins, twins. Sorry. Yeah, I also put the note down. Since when does Marsha call him Daddy? Like what the fuck? I know. <laughs> um. Cindy look if you look at Cindy in the scene if you go back and watch the scene Cindy looked yeah. like she had no clue who the fuck Tony Randall was <laughs> she had no clue who that man was because he was on like a current sitcom you know that was super popular at the time you know mm-hmm. that's like not knowing who like Steve Carell is at the height of like the office you know like I have no idea who Steve Carell you know what I mean but yeah my other note is uh, wow Tony Randall's stage name should have been asshole <laughs> I like how you you wrote Tony asshole, but you just said asshole, which is funnier. (laughs) I didn't write Tony asshole. What? Yeah, you said, wow, Tony Randall's stage name should be Tony. Oh, oh, Tony Tony asshole. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But (laughs) asshole is better. Wow, Tony Randall's stage name should be asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think. Um, when o- when yeah. Flohan asked, what is it called? I got the feeling they almost broke. Like they almost started <laughs> laughing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, if I was writing the show, I would have thrown in like Tony Randall saying, well, uh, we can't just replace your father like that. And then Bobby says, why not? We did Jan. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was kind of hoping them to do that. Because you know? if they can say she can die, they can put in a joke like that. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought for a second that he was calling Bobby Mr. Randall. <laughs> just the way the, the lines fell like yeah <laughs> um and also the up your nose with the rubber hose was a um reference to welcome back cotter that was kind of cool um yeah. but also what a lame way to end the scene with that's my bunch like really that's what you're going with <laughs> that's what you're going with <laughs> how can we end it i don't know have him wake up from a dream no it's even better <laughs> that's my bunch she, but she says that shit right to the camera that's perfect <laughs> right okay uh, earlier when they were talking about how shitty Mike was singing, right. Cindy says the line, she's, he sounds like Beretta's bird. Right. Like, do you know that reference at all? Yeah. He had like a, was it a cockatoo? Beretta did. I'm fucking impressed because I had no idea what that You meant. never watched Beretta I when you were a kid? No, I never even oh. heard of it. I never heard of it. I had to look it up like Beretta's bird. Like, what the fuck is that? It was that so dude had, like, that played the, the father on Corky Romano. I think. Oh, I'm not sure. But um, apparently it was a good show, Beretta, and I guess he yeah. had a bird. So, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so do you think they're, like, speaking the truth about Robert Reed actually feels about this variety show? 100%. <laughs> I think they're setting it up so that Robert Reed can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, if he doesn't want to be in a number, if he just wants to stand there pretend like he's dancing, you know, kind of like they do in the finale, um, he can just stand there and just, like, <laughs> you know, move his hands around a little bit, and that's about all he has to do. It might have been like in his contract. He's like, okay, but can I come out saying that I don't want to do this and it's fucking stupid? Like, fine, we'll write it into the script. Like, but I think I, I think just, they knew that they were going to have complications with him, and they're like, let's just write it in. Like, he sucks and he doesn't want to fucking do it. That way, if he doesn't want to do a number, you can just not sing and dance. 
That way it's like a character thing where he, he just like stands off to the side, just moves a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Why is fake Jan so into death? I don't know. At this point, it's a a gothic chick. (laughs) Um, I feel like uh, Tony Randall kind of broke too. Um, when uh, Mike was like, all you have to do is say, hi, honey, I'm home. And he was like, I don't think I can do it like that. Like, I think he actually broke there. I think that was funny. Um, so Mike has a problem being replaced. Apparently. Interesting. Huh. He don't seem to have a problem with Jan being replaced. Funny how that works. <laughs> or later on in the movies, he don't have a problem with Cindy being replaced. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that Mike says, hi, honey, I'm home. Like, it's his catchphrase. Like, I don't remember him ever even saying that. Like, no. I think he said it often. once or twice, or I think. Yeah. Usually he says something else. Usually it's something like, you know. Carol! Exactly. Yeah. Usually he walks in the door and he's always calling for Carol. Carol! Alice! <laughs> exactly. I've never heard him. I don't remember him ever saying, hi, honey, I'm home. No, but I've heard him say. Carol! <laughs> like a million times. Yep. Carol! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did he do okay. You, you hear the polite, the polite laughing, right, Jimmy? You hear that, right? <laughs> oh, Jimmy, you're so funny with those. <laughs> oh, That's my imitation of you from last week. Because <laughs> <laughs> last like, week, every other word was like, is he behind the tree? <laughs> That's all you heard in all episode. And it's still funny. (laughs) Oh, anyways. All right. So, the next scene. Yes. The Brady's all come out in bedazzled suits, complete with top hats and perform the song One. Mm. Here is a sample of their performance. There you go. I didn't, they they sound different. I know. I I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That wasn't them. That was Metallica silly. <laughs> but it's still the song one. Correct. Yeah, it's still song one. No, but seriously, uh, here is their performance performing one. One singular sensation. Every little step he takes. One thrilling combination. get the idea yeah but that's their well it's all snippet of their performance of one so anyway mike is performing the song from a tall staircase in a white bedazzled tuxedo complete with top hat of course finishing the number with synchronized kicking after the number is over they go into 
like a fast forward skit for some reason was fucking weird. I know I, I was laughing because they, they bring the three boys up to the camera and then yeah. like Greg does a solo because <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear Bobby. And of course, Christopher Knight's not singing. <laughs> right. Um, that was kind of funny. But why, like, okay, you've done theater and productions and stuff. Why in the hell would you put some, and not to pick on him, but why would you put somebody like Mike Lucanland on stage with somebody singing and dancing with somebody as talented as Flohan? You know what I mean? Like, why would you not make them the background and have her doing right. the main performance? Like, why would you try to put him on par with her? She's just going to make him look bad. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, right. Yeah, it'd be different if they were like the Jacksons or the 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 Osmonds, where they're all equally talented, but they're not. Like, so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's all my notes. <laughs> my note here is, and we discussed this at the beginning of the show was let's put sequence on everything, literally. <laughs> you know, like, this was this one really like shined like yeah. to where it was like screwing up cameras and things like that. like burning holes in lenses and <laughs> and plasma TVs are like completely ruined from this performance. But yeah. yeah. Love the fast forward antics after the song that was weird. Yeah, I, I didn't really didn't see the point of that. And you can tell they're moving around because they knew it was going to be in fast forward like <laughs> like all of a sudden they turn into like Keystone Cops or something. I, I didn't really understand it, but <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> All right. Scene five. The scene opens with Greg sitting on the arm of the couch, strumming an old blues riff when Marsha walks in and sits with a, oh, <laughs> Greg stops playing, rolls his eyes and says, hey, I'm just learning. <laughs> hey, oh, Marsha corrects him saying, it's not you, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way I read it at first. <laughs> That's what he wrote it. Yeah, I know. Marsha corrects him saying, it's not you, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Look what he did to my new Led Zeppelin album. Ugh. <laughs> Greg inspects the album and says, oh, lighten up. When dad was our age, his dad probably bent his Elvis Presley in half. <laughs> Marsha rolls her eyes and says, oh, come on. Daddy was never our age. <laughs> Greg says, Greg says, well, sure he was. Mom was too. 20 years ago, they were kids just like us. You know, 26-year-old kids, you know. <laughs> Marsha smiles and says, sure. They went to what? Discos and rock concerts? But Greg corrects her saying, no, not exactly. They had their own stuff. Marsha perhaps challenging him asks, like what? Greg caught off guard, thinks quickly and says, uh, malt shops, um, drive-ins, roller rinks. Marsha, looking confused, asks, roller rinks? Greg, surprised she doesn't know what they were, says, yeah, roller rinks. Listen, in the 50s, this country was wild. Marlon Brando was riding around his motorcycle. Marsha thinks for a moment and says, Marlon Brando? That old Italian man and the Godfather? <laughs> Greg nods and says, and in those days... One of the really great places for a guy to meet chicks is at a roller rink. Mm-hmm. Greg and Marsha now reminisce with big, stupid grins on their faces. Marsha finally says, I wonder what it was really like. Mm-hmm. Greg begins to say, get to getting together every Friday night and going in and blah, blah, blah. And then they just kind of trail off. The camera crossfades and is now on a sign that reads Ratsy's Rollerama. 
Mm-hmm. We then see Mike, Greg, Peter, and Bobby dressed as greasers. They all roller skate in a big circle, all punching their fists while music plays, you know, to show they're still manly men. <laughs> <laughs> they come to a stop, and Greg, uh, I mean, Mickey says, Wow, Ricky. He crosses in front of Mike. Crosses? He put a cross in front of Mike? He does, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? This isn't religious. But this is it, religious. That's what he did. Okay. Strikes a pose and asks, dig the action? Bobby, I guess I mean Hickey, busts out with, yeah, man, you've been around? How do you rate Ratsy's Rollerama rink, Ricky? Ricky busts out with, rotten. I mean, look at it. It's Death Valley on wheels here. You know, because they got that, like, Italian accent. Apparently, yeah, because that's not insensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey says, just wait till the chicks get here. Crazy, man, crazy. Ricky says, oh, sure, roller derby rejects, gold teeth, knee pads, and high hair. (laughs) What the fuck? Exactly. Peter, a.k.a. Nikki, now pipes up and says, hold it, Ricky, look, the chicks are rolling in. Just then, we see Carol, Marsha, Jan, and Cindy, or shall I say, Ditsy, Mitzi, Fritzy, and Pitsy, all skating in wearing <laughs> typical 50s outfits. It's amazing they all became friends. And like, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Is your name Fritzy, or does it sound like Fritzy? Like, well, it's Pitsy. Like, oh, good. Let's find another friend. Maybe you they're know. triplets. <laughs> or quadruplets? <laughs> or quadruplets, I mean, yeah. yeah. Maybe. They skate in a big circle, just as the guys did. And come to a stop opposite of them. Bobby sees his mom and sisters roll in. His eyes get huge as he says, Wow, would you look at those four unholy rollers? <laughs> 32 wailing wheels of wonder. Mike, sorry, Ricky says, How would you know, Hickey? You're still wet behind the old duck tail. Oh, damn. Fucking virgin. That's fucked up. Say, Fucking virgin. Mike says it to his little son. Yeah, right. You haven't even got that shit wet yet. Fuck out of here. (laughs) You ain't even got your dicky sticky yet. What are you talking about? Ricky then gestures to Mickey and asks, Hey, the chicks, who are they? Mickey answers, Ditsy, Mitzy, Fritzy, and Pitsy. Ricky, sounding impressed, says, Oh, yeah? Who's the one with a beehive hairdo and the pierced ears? Mickey answers, Ditsy, you like that? Ricky replies, Eh, Beats a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. They all begin once again skating in a big circle. Only this time, combing their hair as they skate. That kind of made me laugh. <laughs> I, I had the hardest time writing this. I Because re- I couldn't understand what the hell they were saying. Oh, I found one and I corrected Did it. Did you? Okay, good. <clears throat> When they pass the girls, Mitzi turns, gets excited and says, Hey, did you see them? They were looking at us. Fritzy shrieks, oh, look at them. I'm going to D-Y-E die. That's what she said. Shocking. Shocking. That makes total sense. Why didn't I get D-Y-E die? Yeah, okay. Pitsy gets excited and says, oh, they passed us again. Ditsy gets an attitude and says, well, that's not unusual at a roller rink, Pitsy. Oh, damn. What did you say their name was? Mitzi points them out saying, Ricky, Mickey, Nikki, and Hickey. As Ricky fixes his hair, trying to impress the ladies, Ditsy asks, Who's the one with the Frankenstein flop out? Hmm. Marsha looks at her father, says, isn't he dreamy? Mm-hmm. You know, daddy, isn't daddy, daddy dreamy? <laughs> Ditsy shrugs and says, eh, beats a hit on the head with a sharp rock. 
The girls then skate closer to the boys and strike a pose with Ditsy and Ricky now standing side by side. Ricky begins by saying, oh, hi there, Ditsy, as he lightly taps her on her arm. She reciprocates with, hi there, Ricky, and a sharp elbow to the stomach. Ricky doubles over in pain and says, oh, she hit me. If she hits me any harder, she's going to hit oil. Oh, shit. He then skates out with her a little bit and says, hey, Ditsy, how would you like to go steady? She excitedly yells, steady, then elbows him in the stomach, making him fall over on his knees. Ditsy helps him up saying, oh, I'm crazy about you. Ricky, getting frustrated, asks, then why do you keep hitting me? Ditsy says, you know what they say. You always hurt the one you love. Ditsy then skates back to the girls, announcing, Ricky and I are going steady. The girls all say in unison, cool, real cool. Get cool, boy. (laughs) Ricky skates back to the guys and says, hey, you hear that? Me and Ditsy are going steady. Ditsy then asks Ricky, what's going to be our song? Ricky, confused at why he's answering difficult questions at such an early point in the relationship, replies (laughs) with a simple, huh? Ditsy reiterates, our song. If you and me are going to go steady, we're going to have to have an our song. Ricky, realizing what she's saying, lets out an excited, yeah, 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 that's right. I don't know no songs. Mickey speaks up, suggesting, how about rock around the clock? Ditsy brushes it off, saying, nah, that's everybody's our song. Mitzi gives it a try with, how about Shaboom? Ditsy gets excited and says, that's our song. <laughs> that's our song. I love it how they call it an our song. That's just funny. <laughs> I know, that was pretty yeah. funny. But just then, a badass biker comes rolling Hell onto the scene yeah. with his bad bitch in tow. Hell yeah. Mm. It's Donnie Osmond and his sister Marie. Oh, shit. Saying, no, it's not. Hell yeah. The crowd cheers as Ricky says, hey, it's Donzy. Donzy walks up and stands between them and says, all right, now, Ricky, Ditsy, I got bad news for you. Ditsy asks, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like what? (laughs) Donzy says, well, I don't want to tell you because you won't like me anymore. You tell him, Marie. (laughs) Marie smiles and says, hey, thanks. That's cool, Donzy, real cool. Donzy looks at her. His sister, mind you, (laughs) acts offended and asks, what happened to cute? Marie gives him a look and says, hey, we got to keep up with the times. Donzi nods and shrugs it off. Marie begins explaining. See, the bad news is Shaboom can't be your ah song. Ricky, looking shocked, asks, hey, who says? Marie gets an attitude again and says, says the Don. Ditsy giving Donzi a dirty look and says, oh, yeah? How would you like a mouthful of purple sauce? Fuck. I thought she said socks. Oh, is it socks? Either either one is just as confusing. It It doesn't make sense. Anyway, Donzi looks sad and says, oh, now you don't like me no more. Ricky gets upset and says, then tell us what our song is. Donzi says, how about... Splish, splash. Ricky, apparently not liking the idea, asks, Splish, splash. (laughs) Marie turns to him and says, Just like it. You'll hurt the Donzi's feelings. Ricky ponders for a moment, finally asking, Hey, Ditsy, what do you think? 
Dipsy begins going through the lyrics saying, Splish splash, I was taking a bath long about a Saturday night. She then looks at Donzi and says, Oh, I think I'm going to cry. Ricky, feeling frustrated already, says, Oh, wait till we break up. <laughs> what? That's what he says. He's like, oh, wait till we break up. Um, whatever. <laughs> Ditsy, taken aback by this, says, oh, Ricky, you're so romantic. Ricky then turns to Mickey and asks, hey, Mickey, you know Splish Splash? Mickey drops to one knee and exclaims, raring to go, daddy-o. <laughs> Ditsy asks, Mitzi, how about you? Mitzi also drops to a knee and says, alive and ready to dive. Donsi then looks at the camera and says, and a one, and a two, and a three, four. And so starts the number Splish Splash. I was kind of expecting to say, hey, Mickey, do you know Splish Splash? Like, ha ha, do I ever? Ha ha. I don't know. That's, that would have been funny. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. And a one, and a two. So I'm assuming that record had to have been heated up. She says that, dude. What? Yes, I was thinking the yeah, exact same thing. Yeah, because she's like, thing. look what, look what, Daddy did to my record. Like, no, he didn't do that. It was like bent in a perfect U. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no way you'd snap an ass. Right. Um, yeah. Every time Marsha would make the sound ah at the beginning of the scene, she yeah. would look right into the camera. It was just kind of funny. Like she wouldn't do she's it. Probably like, thinking of Daddy is why. <laughs> <laughs> no. She was imitating the sound she was making. Sorry, that's messed up. Um, does she really not know what a roller skating rink is? Like, come on now. I don't think she didn't know. I think she was just like surprised, like a roller. But she's like, yeah. Um, okay. Why? I brought this up before, but why do they get applause for literally everything they do? It's kind of <laughs> I don't like think there's a real audience. I think they're just trying to like what's known as uh, you know. Um, Sweeten things up a little bit, add sugar to, try to make it seem bigger than it really it is. It kind of reminds me of that that episode of Next Generation where Data wants to be a stand-up comedian, and he literally <laughs> yeah. like bends a finger and he gets a laugh from it. That's kind of what it is. Right, right. Um, it looked like, if you look really carefully, carefully, it looks like somebody almost fell down when they were dancing, like somebody had fucked up. Oh, somebody did fall down. Somebody did fall down? For sure. Yeah, I have it written down. Oh, okay. Um, Robert Reed, for some reason, reminds me of Squiggly. Squiggly from Laverne and Shirley. Not Squiggy? Squiggly, sorry. Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Like um, uh, Lenny and Squiggy? Um, yeah. But also, kudos to uh, Donnie Osmond for riding a motorcycle in roller skates. 
<laughs> I was impressed. That's, by that that's impressive. And um, yeah, my last note is Donnie and Marie are so much more talented than literally any other kid on stage. <laughs> They're Jeez. so much more talented than anybody else there. Like it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I thought it was nice to see they weren't subject to making up band names like yeah. the banana whatever right. or whatever the it banana is. hammocks or whatever it was. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they actually said Led Zeppelin. That right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, one note is, yo, Bobby, that's your sister, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's her dad too. So it gives a shit, right? <laughs> this is seventies, man. People think different. <laughs> Jan saying that she wants to die again. D Y E die. Okay. Of course she spelled it wrong. Um, Do and I so die. the person that fell was Greg. Greg oh. fucking, fucking ate shit. <laughs> it was hilarious, but then they just edited it to where he didn't fall, but you could fucking see because. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, when Mike got hit in the stomach and then he fell onto his knees, like that fucking killed me. <laughs> like, didn't that fucking hurt? They like, probably had knee pads knees on. Like that? You know they had knee pads on under their under their I pants so. in case they fell down. I hope so. God damn. But now the note, yo, Marsha, that's your dad, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's the 70s, man. <laughs> uh, and then the note is, uh, Donnie, that's your sister, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, impressive dance moves on skates. Yeah, so, yeah, that's impressive. That's really impressive. To, no, no, it's not that impressive anymore now that you fucking pulled the smoking mirrors away. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> let's take our next break. Yes, yes. So the first half of the variety hour is done. Any thoughts so far, Jimmy? It's terrible, but in the best way possible. Like, it really <laughs> is an entertaining thing to watch. In hindsight, now knowing the story behind it and knowing like it's knowing it got canceled and seeing why, it's it really is pretty entertaining. Like, <laughs> indeed, I agree. Yeah. All right, so we will be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded.
And we are back. Oh, man. This is an interesting show so far. (laughs) (laughs) Our show or their show? Both. Just because this is the first time we've ever done this kind of format, you know, where we've gone back to the Brady Bunch. and, And it's just such a weird, like show but I have to say it's fun hanging out with the old gang again it is yeah yeah. I mean it'd be more fun if it was the complete gang but whatever it's okay whatever Jan I wish this Jan would just die (laughs) D-Y-E die (laughs) and they bring that up a lot like that's I I think you're right I think literally almost every line she says has something to do with her dying yeah I wish I was dead why can't I be dead? Oh my God! Is that my wish? Di we die? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Mm. So what? What's, what are your thoughts on this so far? What? What? Because you, you asked me, but what? Are, what are your thoughts on it? Um, it's. I like looking at this in hindsight, like you were saying, yeah, like yeah, yeah. knowing the demise of the show and. <laughs> Seeing, uh, you know, I mean, it's all pretty, I mean, you wouldn't really have to watch this and go, so why was this pulled off the air? (laughs) (laughs) Like you would with like the regular Brady Bunch, you would wonder why was this pulled off the air? (laughs) It wasn't that bad. It was a good show. But with this, like, there's no questions. It's like, uh, I mean, even in your pilot episode, your main character literally said he didn't want to fucking do it. So, (laughs) like... Yeah, you know what's bad in your pilot episode when people are already talking about how bad of an idea this is. <laughs> this is stupid. I didn't want to be here. <laughs> Can we get another dad like we did Jen? Um, <laughs> it's funny because if I didn't know what this was, my first question would be, what, where, what, what is this telethon raising money for? Like, <laughs> like that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's kind of the format of like a Jerry Lewis telethon where it's very unorgan- unorganized and it feels like all the numbers are just thrown together for the sake of raising money kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> all right. You ready to get back into it? We still have a lot to go oh, through. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. You mean, you're saying like you don't want to do it. No, no, no. You're like, are you, you want to come back tomorrow night? Let's just get this done. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm totally down for this. Right. I'm, I'm having a fucking, I'm having a jolly good fun. Okay. Like, this is hilarious. Especially with those couple of lines, man. <laughs> oh, why can't I be dead? Yeah, why can't Jan be dead? Would you just forget about Jan? Dad's the one who's dying. <laughs> but anyway. All right. So when we left off, we got to see a new side of the Brady's. We're we not did. used to seeing Jimmy. If we recap, they all hate Mike. Yes. Mike hates doing the show. Yes. Marsha apparently has been fucking Mike. Yes. Oh, and Tony Randall's new stage name is Asshole. Right. Was that about sum it up so far? Um, and Jan wants to die. Oh, and Jan wants to fucking die. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Marsha wants her to be dead, too. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, cool. Well, on cool. to the next scene. All right. Scene six. The scene opens up, and Greg stands in front of the camera alone. He says, Hi. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the second half of the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. At this point, honestly, I was like, this is the halfway point? <laughs> like, we're only halfway done? Oh, my God. <laughs> Behind him, Peter walks up. Greg goes on. Right now, I'd like to, but is interrupted when Peter says, hey, let me take this one. Greg annoyed says, Peter, 
I'm supposed to be talking about myself here, if you mm. don't mind. Peter says, oh, "Here's a fucking surprise." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Peter says, "Yeah, but I figured when your feet got wet, you wouldn't feel much like talking." Greg says, "What are you talking about? My feet aren't wet." Peter then shoves Greg into the pool that he was standing next to. Peter now takes over and says, "Hi, welcome to the second half of the Brady Bunch Variety Hour." He looks down and gives Greg a hand out of the pool. But before you know it, Greg pulls Peter into the pool along with him. <laughs> oh, he did oh, not. Man. No, he didn't. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have this weird clown pool acrobat thingy performance. Yeah, yeah. That was really that strange. Happens. Yeah. But I'll give you my interpretation of the clown events as they happened. Well, is it is it a is are you going to do an interpretive dance or is it verbal? Um, let's go verbal. Okay, let's do that verbal. Okay. Well, yeah, last time way. it was a dance. Okay, yeah, it's hard for people to yeah. It podcast. is. Yeah. Just then, a siren goes off, and now we're knee deep in weird clown fire department rescue pool acrobatic things. <laughs> <laughs> Music plays as. The, as the Carol, why did I put the music plays? Because <laughs> it's the Carol, man. <laughs> it's the Carol. It's not just Carol. It's the Carol. Come on now. It's equivalent to Carol motherfucking Brady. Exactly. Yes. Bitches only turn up with their friends. I can't make this shit up, bitch. <laughs> music plays as the Carol, Craig and Peter, <laughs> dressed up as clowns, fall into the pool, circle around in a boat, do flips into the pool, swim underwater. And so on and so forth and what have you. Okay. Mm-hmm. At one point, I'm pretty sure Greg tries to drown Carol. She does. I saw that. I totally saw that. You saw that, right? Yeah. The rest of the Bradys, all dressed as clowns, now join in on the fun by sliding down a water slide. Oh, oh that's talent. <laughs> he Sorry. sure did. I don't know. <laughs> Carol, at one point, there's a weird facial. This part was weird. And I'm okay. sorry if it seems crude, but this is my interpretation of what I saw. Okay. Carol, at one point, does a weird facial expression. You know, she's in the pool. Right. She's got Greg and Peter on each side of her. She does a weird facial expression. Then they show her body under the water, (laughs) then back to her weird facial expression. Not sure if she was peeing in the pool (laughs) and it feels good or Greg was fingering her under the water. That could have been it. That could have been it. The facial expression works for both. So how funny would it have been if she would have made the funny face and they went underwater and you see bubbles come up like she farted and then they went back (laughs) to her face. That would have been awesome. It's a mystery. Carol now swims under the water and into the firehouse because, you know, the firehouse was underwater for some reason. Okay. And is then launched into the air. Then we freeze frame on Greg underwater with a goofy look on his face. (sighs) Okay. Yeah, thoughts, Jimmy. Your your uh, your first thoughts. The hell did we just watch? <laughs> Why exactly. would you have that pink, quote unquote, fire in front of the camera like that? Like, what's the purpose of that? Uh, to show represents fire. Oh, because they're firefighters in a in pool a, in a swimming pool. Duh. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, they may as well just had a motorcycle in front of the camera while they're at it. Like, which that's a note I probably should have put for the last one. Like they put the motorcycle between the performers and the camera. 
Oh yeah, they did. So the only solution is to get a jib and go really high up in the air and look down on everybody. <laughs> and then they're like, well, what can we do in this scene? Oh, let's put fake fire literally right in front of the camera lens. So you can't see what's going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. My only comment was that was just weird. Yes, for sure. And there was like in the beginning too, there was like some reverse video going on. <laughs> <laughs> to repeat yeah. an action with the slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's also like they wanted to show off that they had some kind of underwater camera, which I mean, <laughs> it was probably just a plexiglass panel in the pool. That's probably what it really was. But and so like they didn't know what to do. So it's just this never ending series of like people swing up, swimming up to the camera and making faces like because they didn't know what to <laughs> right. do, like with an underwater camera so. or they didn't know what to do at all. Exactly, yeah. Well, like I said, apparently swimming is a talent in the 70s, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what are you going to have, like, jugglers and unicycles? No, we're going to have somebody that can get this. They can swim underwater with their eyes open. Get that. Um, there, I think it was Greg, I think, did quite a stunt. If you noticed, he climbed up a ladder halfway and then, whoa, and dropped into wow. the pool. But I don't think you heard what I said. I said it really quickly, so I apologize. They can swim underwater with their eyes open. And their mouths open, too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But they're underwater. That's fucking amazing. And right? That's what that's straight ringling brother shit right there. Why can't we have talent like that these days? Like how do they how do they swim underwater without one hand plugging their nose and their feet <laughs> off the ground? How do they not sink? Sorry. All right. See Savon. Hmm. Mike and Carol sit in the living room playing Risk. Oh, sorry. Not Risk. It's just called World. <laughs> uh, some sort of hybrid game of Risk and Monopoly, yeah. I guess. Anyways, Greg sits on the couch working on his acoustic guitar while Peter watches this exciting game of World his parents are playing. <laughs> Marcia sits on the couch on the phone. After Mike rolls the dice, he says, why do I always have to land on Yugoslavia? Carol asks, want to trade for Albania? Mike says, no, thanks. Oh, damn. <laughs> like he would make that trade. Okay. Well, act like you never <laughs> played world before. <laughs> Marsha, while on the phone, says, look, Cheryl, the boy in the plastic bubble was not John Boy. It was Barbarino. Peter pipes up and says, hey, Cheryl, it was Dick Clark. Marsha rolls her eyes and says, no, Cheryl, it was not Dick Clark. Peter says, sure it was. He's been living in a plastic bubble for years. That's how he gets to look so young. <laughs> Greg asks, what's the boy in the plastic bubble? Marsha, shocked at his question, says, Greg, you're so out of it. Oh, it was like shit. the biggest thing that ever happened to television. Barbarino oh, in a bubble. Oh, shit. Greg, not getting it, looks at Marsha in confusion and says, that's big. Oh, shit. Carol chimes in and says, oh, yes, dear. Very big. Some people think it's even bigger than the Fonz meeting Pinky Tescadero. 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 Okay. Greg looks at his mother like she's crazy and says, maybe I am out of it. I remember when the biggest thing on television was Sonny and Cher. He thinks for a second and says, I must be getting old. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're just getting into it. Oh, don't stop. Come on, man. <laughs> then what happened, Jimmy? <laughs> After Greg leaves the room, Peter says, Marsha, are you ever getting off that phone? <laughs> Peter, who is an adult, actually turns to his mother to tattle on his 
also adult sister. <laughs> Mom, I've got an important call to make. Carol says, come on, Marsha. You've been on the phone since dinner. Give Peter a chance. It's his turn, okay? <laughs> adult Marsha says, Cheryl, I got to go. Mom's on my case again. <laughs> Fucking bit. I got to go. Bye. Bitches only turn up with their friends. I can't make this shit up, bitch. Because <laughs> she's fucking daddy, too. <laughs> After she hangs up, she turns to her mother and says, There, obviously my phone call isn't important enough. Mike scoffs and says, uh, What's important is that I just landed on East Germany and your mother already owns it. Oh, dang. Right? Carol boasts and says, With three hotels. Mike says, How can you have three hotels? That's one more than the real East Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha shakes her head and says, you know, I love you guys, but uh, you're really weird. She giggles and then leaves the room. Okay. <laughs> Peter now on the phone to make his important phone call says, Linda, it's Peter. Look, I hate to do this, but well, I have to break our date for tonight. Why? Peter thinks for an excuse real quickly and says, well, it's my dad. He's in East Germany, and we're trying to get him out. Mike looks over at his son in shock and confusion. Peter goes on, it was a shock to us, too. We thought he was in Burbank. Listen, I'll call you. <laughs> hi Because they are in Burbank. Listen, I'll call you the minute we know. Okay, bye-bye. Peter then <laughs> hangs up the phone. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <clears throat> Why didn't he just get that kid from school? It looks like him. <laughs> no right yeah, damn right. what do you think of that after he hangs up the phone he looks at his parents who are apparently just staring at him he asks what's wrong Mike simply asks East Germany Peter says oh that that was um Carol interrupts and says uh that was a lie you know like a liar <laughs> Peter says right well I mean I had to I mean I can't go out with Linda tonight and I can't tell her why Carol asks, why? Peter says, I can't tell you either. Mike says, oh, yes, you can. Oh, shit. Peter, picking up the hint from his father, says, oh, well, I guess I can. Okay. Um, there's this <laughs> other girl, Mary Agnes McLeod, and she's so, so. He turns to his father because he'll understand and says, so, so foxy. Mm. She's fine. <laughs> I've asked her out every day since school started and every day she's laughed in my face. Mm. Mike looks at Carol and says, sounds charming. Peter smiles and says, today she didn't laugh in my face. Mm. Carol comments, she is charming. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Peter goes on, she said, okay. I was so excited. Well, I forgot all about my date with Linda. Carol says, well, okay, Peter, who you date is your choice but you're going to have to call Linda and tell her the truth. Peter says, I can't. I'm supposed to be calling Mary Agnes right now. Mike says to his adult son. No, you're going <laughs> to No, You're not calling anybody until you call Linda. If going out with Mary Agnes is that important to you, the least you can do is be truthful about it. Peter argues, but dad, <laughs> adult <laughs> Peter argues, but dad, if I tell Linda the truth, she'll never go out with me again. Carol says, Peter, 
The trouble with lying is people find out the truth whether you tell them or not. Mike now in a panic asks, seriously? Like, really? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> Listen, the whole daddy thing is new. I don't know why she's calling me that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Peter, thinking about what his mother just said, says, I guess you're right. I'll call Linda. Mike adds, you'll feel a lot better for it. Peter says, oh, but if I don't call her, I can't call Mary Agnes. Peter now dials the phone to call Linda back. Peter says, Linda, Peter again. Look, my dad's not in East Germany. Peter you know, now like has, a liar. <laughs> Peter now has a worried look on his face as he says, you know? Oh, Mary Agnes. <laughs> oh, Mary Agnes told Carrie and Carrie told you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you already know about it. Well, yeah. look, Linda, I'm awful. Sorry. Linda, Linda, does he, does he hit the, hit the receiver? No, he, doesn't, he, doesn't he, like <laughs> he pulls the phone away from his ear, looks at his parents and says, I don't think I'll be seeing her for a while. Carol says, well, you see, Peter, you should have told her the truth. Mike (laughs) agrees because, you know, his balls are in Carol's purse these days. And he says, I hope the date with the girl was worth it. Peter, after dialing Mary Agnes's number, says, oh, it was, Dad. She's so, Mike and Carol both say, foxy. Foxy. (sighs) Once Mary Agnes picks up the phone, Peter drops his voice a little and says, Hello, Mary Agnes. It's Peter. Peter Brady. (laughs) Okay. I'll pick you up in an hour, okay? As he stops and listens to what Mary Agnes is saying, his smile turns into a frown. He says, Oh, no. That's terrible. This makes Mike and Carol stop what they're doing and listen in. Peter goes on. No, 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 I understand. Well, sure. Maybe some other time. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Bing bong. After, <laughs> after he hangs up the phone, Carol asks, Peter, what's wrong? With a worried look on his face, Peter says, It's Mary Agnes's father. They're holding him in East Germany. <laughs> Carol rolls her eyes. After the connection finally clicks in Peter's brain, he smiles and then says... East Germany. <laughs> and they all just laugh. <sighs> so go in chronological order in the scene. I I totally remember that boy in the plastic bubble movie. That was actually a really good movie. I love that movie. I totally forgot about it until the scene. That was really good for John Travolta's yeah, career yeah. too. Was, uh, that like really launched him forward mm-hmm. and got him out of this uh welcome back Cotter stage yeah. and just kind of showed the like Greece a different yeah. Uh well Greece hadn't been around yet, but um yeah, I, I looked it up and Greece wouldn't have been out yet. So people would have only known him from Welcome Back, Cotter. Because I, I found myself going, Greece, come on. Why are you Welcome Back, Cotter? What are you talking about? Greece. But Greece didn't come out until 78. <laughs> that was two years later. So, um, yeah. Why wouldn't um, they say that Donnie and Marie was the biggest show? Why would they say uh, Sonny <laughs> oh, and Cher? Shit. Because Donnie and, Donnie and Marie, I checked. Donnie and Marie came out January of 76. This show came out November of 76. Well, so it wasn't out yet. Sure it was. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You've been out for like 11 months. Yeah, so so why wouldn't they say Donnie and Marie's the big, it was literally their guest. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That is such a slap in the face. Major bird. All right. They probably watched this and were like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. 
to say your competitor was their your biggest the biggest show on television. Like, <laughs> um, but also <laughs> gotta love that German humor. <laughs> That's funny <laughs> stuff. Um, did Peter just confirm that they're from Los Angeles? Because he yeah, said Burbank, so. and Burbank is a is a suburb of Los Angeles. Yeah, I think so. So, oh man. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, this is kind of written, and it kind of sounds like an episode of the Brady Bunch, except for, of course, that phone call where they <laughs> assume the audience is a moron and doesn't know what's going <laughs> no, on. That line so. would not have been in the original Brady Bunch. No. Hell no. <laughs> East Germany. I thought that was quite interesting because, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we forget about that. You know, <laughs> East and West Germany. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I mean, because me and you remember East and West Germany, but some of our newer, listen, or newer listeners, <laughs> some of our younger listeners, because we've had a couple write in and say, oh, I'm 20, 22, 20, probably 24 now because it's been a couple years. Mm. Um, like we had somebody write in a while ago. She's probably 24 now. She said she listens with her brother. Um, like they probably don't remember East and West Germany. Yeah. But go to, the, go to Goodwill and find a globe and look and you'll see East and West Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know Peter dated like 85 year old nuns. Exactly. I thought of that too. I almost made that joke. Mary but I didn't know. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a character from um um from that Whoopi Goldberg movie? Like Sister Act? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Wasn't that the lady that ran the the choir? No, I'm no. Um so let's discuss. Why who's right here? So why does Peter have to tell the truth? He's not hurting anybody. <laughs> like plus he's an adult he can be like or how about i just fucking tell people what i feel like telling people how's that well plus at the end of the day she did the same thing to him right so i mean see everybody does it <laughs> <laughs> but i mean really like so carol wanted her son to say i'm sorry i can't see you tonight because i really want to go out with this other girl instead hope you understand see you at school i well i think what carol wanted was for him to say you're right. I'll reschedule with Sister Mary Agnes and I'll go out with this other girl another day. You know, I think that he was, she was expecting him to say, you know, hello, Sister Mary Agnes. I can't go out with you tonight because I already had a date. So can we reschedule? I think that's well, that in a perfect world, sure. But now he's trying yeah. to break a date. And so he makes a lie, you know, says a lie. And then she's like, you need to call her back and tell her the fucking truth. And he's like, so right. you want me to tell her I'm breaking your date because I made another date with a hotter chick. And that'll make her feel better and me. Right. Or I could just say, sorry, I have family issues I have to take care of. Which right. is better. But I mean, if he's dumb enough to think that nobody's going to find out that they went out, then he deserves everything he got. <laughs> right. But that's something for future per- Peter to worry about. Not something for... Right. <laughs> but I just don't understand Carol's fucking logic. Like, okay, I understand. I get the lesson. Okay, you should be truthful with people. Gotcha. Great lesson to learn for sure. But this is not one of those times where you want to be truthful with someone. Yeah, that's true. Six yeah. things. Sorry, I can't go out with you tonight. I met another guy who has a bigger dick than you. But maybe right, yeah. we can you can fuck me another night. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> what would you do if you if you made a date with one girl <laughs> and then she called you back and said, Hey, sorry, I, I found a, a guy that is younger and has a, a smaller belly than you. So um, I apologize. You know, my mom made me call you. <laughs> I was just going to tell you a family emergency, but exactly. I'm glad I was truthful. I think it makes me feel better. And I think you feel better knowing the truth. Yeah, you, you're really going to look at me in the audience and say that that wouldn't make you feel better. Okay. 
What the fuck? <laughs> Carol is so fucking twisted. And Mike is just uh, fucking on board because his dick is in fucking Carol's purse or something now these days. He doesn't even have an opinion of his own anymore. And I was like, uh, well, I'm he, scared of everything in the world and Carol, hold me. Well, then they're living in Archie Bunker's house for some reason. So like he can't even go home. He didn't even have his own office. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <sighs> anyway. All right. Scene eight. The scene opens up and Bobby and Cindy are standing in front of the camera. Cindy says, hi, most people think of the Brady Bunch as just one big bunch. Mm-hmm. Bobby adds, like bananas. Cindy rolls her eyes and says, but we're all different. We all do different things one at a time. Bobby adds, like one banana. Mm. Cindy gives Bobby a mean look and goes on. Anyway, our oldest brother, Greg, is is a great singer. We're all proud of him. And then she looks off camera and says, like that? <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, we, <laughs> we think he's going to be very famous. Bobby says, like a famous singing banana. <laughs> Cindy looks at Bobby and says, will you please be quiet? Please stop touching me. <laughs> <laughs> our, our brother Greg Brady is behind the <laughs> We are now treated to a performance by Greg as he sings the song Corner of the Sky. Oh no, he didn't. Oh, he did. <laughs> has its season, everything has its time. Show me reason and I'll soon show you rhyme. Cats fit on the windowsill, children fit in the snow. Why do I feel I don't fit in anywhere I go? Rivers belong where they can ramble. Eagles belong where they can fly. I've got to be Little snippet there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was okay. So I know, sorry, listeners, if you wanted to hear the whole song, I do apologize. But for me, I thought it was an okay performance, kind of boring. I mean, overall, it was good, but I mean, it was really boring. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm more of a theater nerd than you are. Um, I mean, I, you're into theater, but I, I feel like I'm more of it yeah. right now than you are. I, kind agree. Of I, I agree. Um, in a couple of years after this in 78, uh, he would go on, I'm talking about, um, um, Barry Williams would go on to be in, in the touring cast of Pippin in the U S touring cast of Pippin yeah. that this song comes from. And so I thought it was, I, th- I actually thought it was pretty good. If you listen to any of the old soundtracks from musicals, yeah. th- it kind of sounds like this. This is kind of the style of it. And the, the orchestra that they use kind of sounded like it. So I actually thought this was really good. It was like a disco-y type of soundtrack. Or? I mean, not really disco-y, but it definitely had that seventies feel to it. Just like when you listen to Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff, it sounds very eighties. You know, if you listen to the original soundtrack to Phantom of the Opera, kind of sounds 80s. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? A lot, like a lot. Cats sounds very 80s, you know? Um, 
so yeah, I was I was actually this was one of the few times I was like, wow, Barry Williams really impressed me. I thought he was really good. And what I thought was really cool too is that I don't think any of these performances are pre-recorded and like mixed and all that. No, I don't think so. I think these are live performances, like because you can hear like a <laughs> little bit of like mess ups here and there, but nothing yeah, major yeah. at all. Overall, he did good. I mean, but. Mm-hmm. But it was just a boring song, I thought. And it, it is. It's kind of a boring. I mean, it's a good song if you're into theater and stuff. But I just thought it was impressive because in two years he would play that part. So, and oh. not just play it in a show in the national touring. So cast. this is like the song from the show. I don't know. I've yeah. never heard the song before, so I didn't. Yeah. This, yeah. This is a song from Pippin, and so he would go on to play this role in Pippin. Oh. In the you think national maybe this cast. probably got his like. His spot. I'm thinking so because I don't think he was in rehearsals two years prior to going on tour. There's no way. So you think this got him the part, like this performance? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Moving on. Scene nine. The scene opens up, and we see Mike dressed as a white rabbit. He looks unhappy and says, look at me. Look what they made me wear. A grown man, a taxpayer. He turns to show off his cottontail and adds, in a bunny suit. I hate this. Just then, Peter comes walking out to join Mike on stage wearing a chicken costume. Pause for a second here. Yes. Isn't it weird? Like, if you were had to describe how they were dressed, how would you describe it? Um, I don't know, like animals? I don't, I don't know what you're asking. I mean, very specifically, like, how were they dressed? Like a chicken and a rabbit. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not following. Okay. Well, it's just weird because, like, like, you would say... Like in a rabbit or a bunny suit mm-hmm. and a chicken costume. Like you wouldn't say like oh. a rabbit costume and a chicken suit. <laughs> I don't know. Just sounds, That's true. Yeah. But why is that? Why does it sound right where you say a bunny suit and a chicken costume? It kind of reminds me of, you ever heard of the show Harvey? Yeah. About the guy that sees an imaginary rabbit. J- Jimmy Stewart was in the uh, movie version. Right? Was it? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of what it reminded me of. Hmm. Anyway, that was interesting. Anyway, Peter says, want to trade? Mike looks at him up and down and says, Peter, you're a chicken. (laughs) Peter says, don't rub it in. Right now, I'm mad enough to eat Kentucky Fried People. (laughs) Mike says, you're a chicken. I'm a rabbit. Why are we doing this? (laughs) Peter says, they said it was for Tony Randall's number. Mike asks, what's he going to do? Talk to the animals? Peter says, <laughs> Peter says, I don't, I don't know. You rabbits are supposed to be the smart guys. <laughs> Mike now turns to the offstage and calls Tony Randall to the stage. Tony Randall enters and says, yes, Mike. Mike asks, Tony, what's going on here? Peter's a chicken. I'm a rabbit. Tony Randall looks at the two of them and confirms, Yes, Mike. (laughs) Peter asks, you mean you don't know why we're dressed like this? Tony calmly states, whatever you do in your personal life is your own affair. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) So funny. Just then Greg shows up, of course, in a bear costume with his head still in his hands. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Greg says, sorry, I'm late, dad. Tony takes a look at all three of them and says, well, one son who's a bear, one son who's a chicken. You must be very proud. You must be a very proud bunny rabbit. (laughs) 
<laughs> as he pats as he pats Mike on his shoulder. Greg asks, "What's he talking about?" Peter says, "He thinks we do this for fun. You know, he thinks we're furries." <laughs> Greg says, "Mr. Randall, we're doing this for you." Tony Randall, with a look of confusion, says, "For me." Greg goes on. They said you were going to do a poem on animals or something. Well, we're animals. <clears throat> Mike, not liking this shit at all, just says, or something. Tony Randall says, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I'm doing a magnificent poem by Dame Edith Sitwell set to beautiful music by Sir William Walton. I don't know what you're doing. You're certainly <laughs> not doing it with me. Tony Randall. <laughs> Tony Randall then walks off to get away from these weirdos. Mike, Peter, and Greg now sigh and introduce in unison, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Randall. <laughs> Peter asks Tony Randall, do you know why we're dressed like this? And Tony says, what are you doing in person? I thought that shit was so fucking funny. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, my only note is I, I really didn't know they had furries back then. That's because that's what he's alluding to. So, yeah. So, scene 10 the performance starts with Tony Randall dressed as Willy Wonka, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. To me, he looked just like Willy Wonka standing on a stage that's set up to look like a park. He begins his song about animals as people dressed as animals dance all around him. Okay. We need dance the polka, said Mr. Wag like a bear. In my top hat and my whiskers that fell trap the bear. The waves seem chiming haycocks. I dance the polka. There's Dan Venus's children in the gate rocks. Maroon and marine and snares. The see me fire my pistol. Through the distance blows my coat. Like Wellington Byron, the Marquis of Bristol, Busby Greatby's float. While the wheezing hurdy-gurdy of the marine wind blows me to the tune of Annie Rooney Sturdy over the sheets of the sea. Right as it seeds makes packets with zinnias, candy tufts chill is Mrs. Marigold's jacket as she gapes at the indoor still. Her adorn in the box of the sailor blue as the decks of the sea. Nelson awoke, crowed like the cocks, then back to the dust sank he. And Robinson Crusoe, Crusoe, the bright and foxy deer. But he finds fresh isles and an eager smiles, the foxy duck because they watch me dance the polka, said Mr. Wag like a bear, in my top hat and my whiskers hat. Is that better than Denny Sentang getting to bunch of tire? What? Was he speaking English? Oh no. <laughs> I don't know. So at some point they sat at a conference table and they said, listen, guys, we need this pilot to really sell the show. We need this to be good. We need something we can sell to the network. And they're like, Ooh, we can bring on Donnie Osmond and Marie Osmond. Yes. Yes. I like that. We can bring on Tony Randall. Okay. All right. The, yeah. 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 He's song and dan- whatever. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And then we can have Tony Dan, oh, Tony Randall around a bunch of animals and singing. Uh, uh, so th- somebody thought this was a good idea. Like somebody <laughs> saw this was like, yes, yes. That's, that's going to push us over the top and get this show sold. Yes. The way I see the meeting went is like, Hey, we really got to make this first episode pop. It's got to be good. 
because we want the network to order more shows because this is our pilot. <laughs> so who we got? We got Donnie and Marie Osmond. Awesome. Yes. New show. They got a good following. Hell yeah. Who else? Tony Randall. Oh, perfect. He fucking stars in the odd couple. That show's fucking blowing up. Hell yeah. <laughs> and like, so what's the problem? Tony Randall wants to sing a song about animals that makes no sense. And I'm not even sure if it's English. <laughs> I was like, he wants to sing. Well, you know, you know, like that George Burns thing that, that he does when he sings, like he's just talking. He's not really singing. He wants to do that. So it's not really singing. It's more like a poem. Ooh, ooh, and then we can have him joke about it being a poem at the beginning. But in animal suits. Yes, perfect. <sighs> yeah. I don't know why this show got canceled. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't really. I had a lot of trouble understanding the lyrics. And they should have had like I a bouncy ball. I couldn't understand a single word. They should have had a bouncy ball that went across yeah. the bottom, maybe. But I think you nailed this. You know, like, and apparently the lyrics were hilarious, according to the audience. They were like <laughs> laughing their motherfucking asses off at like every other line. I don't even know what the name of the song was. It was something about the butt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, what'd you say? Something up the butt? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the other version of it. This was the one from the touring cast. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was terrible. All right. Scene 11. We are now treated to a really tight shot of Alice. <laughs> like <laughs> just her face kind of thing. <laughs> She begins saying, hi, I'm Alice. You know, I've been with the Bradys a long time. I've watched them grow up. I saw those kids get taller every year. And I saw that whole family grow up with a very special kind of love for each other. Oh. Right, daddy? <laughs> special kind of love. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I think about the Bradys, I think about love. We then see a picture frame with a black and white photo of the Brady's, including Alice. Oh. And then, holy shit, Tech, like Flo Hem begins to move in the picture. Get right out of town. Not even kidding. It's the best special effect I've ever seen. <laughs> she steps out and begins to sing What I Did for Love. While she sings, we are treated to, you know, those fuzzy borders. You know what I mean? As long as, do you mean the white ones? Yeah, and they go crazy and they get a purple one in there too. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we also get footage of the Brady Bunch when they were kids, like when the kids were really young. Oh. The song finally ends with Flohan walking back into the picture and getting this. Yeah. And then she becomes part of the picture and then the whole thing comes alive and she gives Mike a kiss and each person's get family kiss. Get the fuck out of here. I'm telling get you, man. Get out of here. I'm not even. I'm done. Bye. Bye bye. Telling you. All right, I'm back. I can't stay mad at you. Okay. Jurassic World and all that stuff ain't got nothing on this. <laughs> nothing on this. It, it had to have been CG. It had to have been. <laughs> Kiss today, goodbye. I did 
Singing her ass off. Sorry, I fell asleep. No. <laughs> no, she sounds fantastic. She sounds yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was a very seventies video style <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I like how they, you know, included little shots from the Brady Bunch when like mm-hmm. first season stuff. <laughs> Chance changed a lot since the show. She looks so different. Man, yeah, she looks like a totally different person. <laughs> Which all she wants to do is die. <laughs> and my first reaction was Alice. Like I was I know, way I was too so happy excited. to see Alice. Like, yeah. 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 Um, Think she still works there with all the kids growing up? <laughs> She's craft services. <laughs> like that's, but I picture her being like, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Brady, you think I can get a nice dress for the variety show? Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah. you're wearing your uniform. Like 100% <laughs> you're wearing your uniform. She came out in uniform, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Hey, whatever your first variety show, you should come out, Alice. Like she's like, but well, for the finale, they let her come out in a regular outfit. She comes out in like slacks and like a sweatshirt, right. like a sweater. It's like, well, um, I'm still kind of working at home. What time should I be out there? Like, I don't know, like eight or nine o'clock. Like, I'll try to get all the work done first, and then. <laughs> Do I need to come in early? <laughs> nope, you're not changing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Flo Hen really likes a chorus line. This is the second show or the second song from a chorus line that she sings in this. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a chorus line, but it was surprisingly, it surprisingly fits what they were doing because the meaning of the song isn't about like a person. It's about like in a chorus line, they talk about like their pursuit of their career kind of thing and the things that they've done to try to make their career happen kind of thing. And so that's kind of what the song is about. So in a weird way, it kind of fit, you know? Talking hmm. about how the the show in its entirety, how it ended, and what they did to make it happen, and all that kind of stuff. So, huh. so yeah, interesting. But I got a feeling that was some high tech stuff back then. Hell yeah, they're fucking proud. Yeah, that of probably shit for blew that. people's that blew the budget right there. Yeah, they're like, let me show you what we can do. Let me show yeah. you. That blew the budget for the whole seat. Are you kidding? A swimming pool and that? Come on now. <laughs> That's the kind of forced like the network to. Well, we kind of have to because we got to pay for yeah. the fucking pool. We have to pay right. for all the fucking visual and effects. Donny Osmond that motorcycle and Donny Osmond fucking Tony Randall. He wants like fucking way more than everybody else. <laughs> you know, at some point, Prince saw that motorcycle when he was a kid. And he's like, "Yes, yes, that's what I need." <laughs> that's funny. All right, scene twelve. Yes, we come back from commercial to find the Brady clan. All talking at once, arguing Shocking. about what number uh, to do as the finale. Mm. Okay, it's a fucking surprise. <laughs> Finally, Bobby speaks up and says, no way. I don't want to do that dumb old song on my show. 
Mike's eyes get big as he says, your fucking show? No. (laughs) (laughs) The little white cloud that cried? Dumb? Cindy crosses her arms and says, absolute pits. Jan joins in saying, (laughs) we could all... (laughs) (laughs) Adult... Fake Jan joins in saying, we could all die with that song. (laughs) Carol, trying to get the show moving along, says, come on, kids, we've got to pick the music. Greg half grins and says, we already have. We're going to do a medley from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. (laughs) Mike, shocked at such profanity, says, Rocky Horror Show? This is a family show. You can't do that. Carol, calming her husband down, announces, I have a great idea. Why don't we do something from the sound of music? Mike raises his eyebrow as he says, now that's good music. (laughs) But there's an audible moan from all the kids. Finally, Marsha says, "Uh, Mom, music doesn't sound like that anymore. (laughs) Carol, confused at such a harsh truth, asks, what do you mean anymore? Greg turns Carol towards him in an attempt to explain. He says, Mom, your music was great in its time, but we don't want to do old stuff. Carol, whose feelings are now hurt, simply says, old. Mom burn. Peter, now on damage control, pipes in with middle-aged. But Carol's (laughs) eyes get wide as she says, that's even worse. Marsha, still grinning, says, no offense, Mom, but we're young and we want to do young music. Carol now salty, as the kids say, get a look as she says, why don't we do something from Jack and Jill? Cindy looks directly at the camera and says, I think mom took offense. But finally, Alice comes in to save the day with her trademark whistle saying, hold it, hold it. What is going on? <laughs> I see nothing has changed at all. You still can't agree on anything. Mm-hmm. Mike, who never misses a moment to scold his maid, says, we're on the air. What are you doing here, maid? (laughs) Alice, with her hands in her pocket, says, what I've always done, holding the bunch together. Come on, let's get this show on the road. Greg, happy that the voice of reason is now involved, says, Alice, what do you want us to do? Alice's eyes get big as she says, sing something, dummy, anything. And with that, All the Bradys leave the stage to get ready, leaving Alice by herself. Alice looks to the camera and says, these kids are so out of it. She then exits stage right. I thought this was really funny um, because Flohan was in the very first ever touring cast of The Sound of Music. And she was. She was also in the very first ever Broadway cast of Sound of Music. Mm. And so like she is Maria. Like she was Maria before the movie came out. Maria and so before. I thought that was Yeah. And so I thought that was really funny. I thought that was hilarious. Um <laughs> Yeah. That is pretty so, cool. Yeah. So them them making that joke is just like we don't want your kind of music. That's just I don't know. I thought that that's right up there with saying, you know, why doesn't Jan die? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. Why is fake Jane such a whiny bitch? <laughs> God. I don't know. Do you think that actress is embarrassed that she was on it? Do you think it's even on her IMDb? <laughs> she had it removed. I don't know. <laughs> so, wow. So even at their variety show away from the house, kids all grown up, Alice still has to have the uniform on. Of course. Yeah. 
<laughs> so she's the maid, man. Act like you ain't gonna have her wear a uniform. <laughs> God. All right, sorry, I'm looking her up right now. Oh. Um. Last thing she was in was uh, in 2012. She was <laughs> get this. I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. Um. Before that, she did a lot of stuff. She did. She uh, ironically, she did the Donnie and Marie show. Um. She looks like she made some friends as herself. Um, pretty she much for IDR. She did a show called the interns. She was on Gunsmoke, the brotherhood of Satan, um, the bold ones, a dismember mama. Okay. Um, and a show called apples way. And the last thing she did now, she did the Brady much variety hour in 76 through 77. Yeah. The last thing she did was the meat puppet in 2012. What and that's that? it. That's all she did after that show ended. Some B horror movie. Yeah. But I mean, this variety show literally ended her career. Damn. Cause I mean, she's talented. Obviously she sings and all that kind of stuff. But the Latin, the next thing she does after this was in 2012. I mean, she huh. was so popular that she was on play on things as herself. It's crazy. Yeah. Huh? All right. Scene 12. We are first treated to dancing showgirls. In bedazzled outfits, complete with huge headpieces. Finally, Elvis, I'm sorry, I mean Greg, comes out, dancing his ass off, singing Attitude Dancing, with some of the most interesting dance moves I think we've ever seen. Uh Mike and Carol then show up, dressed in white, and begin to dance while singing Cheek to Cheek. They then quickly transition into Dancing Queen, wait, no, sorry, Dance With Me, (laughs) Which is, a, a, I guess, a knockoff of Dancing Queen. <laughs> Apparently, Mike doesn't feel like he has to sing anymore since his kids were ragging on him. Mm-hmm. Flohan then breaks away from Mike and begins singing, I could have danced all night. She dances in and out of the bunch before then going into the hustle. Right before they decide to shake, shake, shake their booties. When Alice herself comes out to join the booty shaking fun. <laughs> Jan, of course, has her solo. I'm assuming so the producers can show her off. Right. Mike then tries to keep up with the rest of the number, of course, failing miserably. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. So you want to check out the uh, you know the final medley or the finale medley song? Yes. Let's run. Yes. Let's. <laughs> Another Wizard of Oz reference. Oh, I know. (laughs) There's a new kind of dancing. It's gonna be the rain. Just move yourself behind like an actor on a stage. A different pose from the pose you're in. Shine a different attitude from underneath your skin. Attitude dancing. Attitude. Attitude dancing. Attitude dancing. Attitude dancing. Come on, Mike. Let's show these kids our kind of dancing. Sweet. 
That's a lot of booty shaking. That's a lot of Brady booties. There's <laughs> a lot of Brady booties. And Alice out there rocking it out. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because she's like, they're like, go in and join in on the dancing. And she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, just repeating what everybody else is doing. Like, yeah, I don't but know. But with like 10 times the energy. <laughs> Dude, where'd and that come like, from? And then like uh, a few, like a second later, she joined, like literally joins in the dance and like, does it synchronize perfectly? I'm like, yeah. She was acting like she didn't know, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know. And all of a sudden, oh, I know all the moves all of a sudden. Those were the jazziest jazz figures I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, so, why was Greg dressed like Elvis again? Especially after just a couple of scenes ago, he was making fun of Elvis. Oh, yeah, Dad um, probably had his Elvis record bent. <laughs> like, and then you come out dressed like Elvis. Mm-hmm. Did you notice Greg also fucked up synchronized dance? Of course he did, because he sucks. 
<laughs> but um, also Flohan, <clears throat> this mostly talking about her little photo frame solo. <laughs> like she sounds a lot like Karen Carpenter. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So again, Mr. Williams, if you're listening, I apologize, but Greg was so cringy in this. <laughs> oh my god, it was awful. It wasn't good. It was terrible. Like it, it was, was up terrible. there. It was up there with Mike. Like for that real. Boy good. It was, it was he pretty, good. <laughs> good and terrible. Um, can can they not pick songs that aren't from musicals? Like what's going on? Why is it, literally every song they sing is from a musical? The Shake Your Booty from a musical? Well, is what? Shake Your Booty? Shake Shake. No, shake, that's not. From, that's not from a musical. And they sang a Barbara Streisand song that wasn't from a musical either. But most yeah. of the songs in this were from musicals. Is that was that like the thing in the seventies? I just think that um, Florence Henderson having a lot of control in the yeah. music. Well, department. that I mean, let's. I'm not trying to be funny, but that or Mike, you know, like, hey, what about <laughs> show tunes? You know, you know, you catch what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I know. I explain. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I even put that in my note, didn't I? Oh, okay. I said <laughs> my note literally says, "Can they pick songs that aren't from a musical?" And holy shit, it's almost like they have a gay man. Oh, wait, no, never mind. <laughs> um. Dude, Mike sucks so bad. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, like when you play the audio, I don't know if you're actually watching it or not. It's so bad. Like he's really bad. Like he really and truly doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so if you watch him, he's just over there, like kind of doing motions sort of, but it's not to any kind of tempo or anything. Um, hmm. But Alice isn't in her costume. She's not in her main outfit. I know. They finally allowed her. I feel so good for her. That's awesome. Like she finally free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I loved Alice out there dancing with him. That that was awesome. Yeah. She was great. She actually looked like part of the family for the first time ever. She almost looks talented too, which, you know, most of them don't. So that's, that's kind of neat. Yeah. All right. Scene 13. Yeah. Let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. We start with, of course, everyone on stage talking all at once. Finally, Mike blurts out, wow, we made it. Peter looks to camera and says, well, some of us made it. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Mike, slightly embarrassed, says, oh, come on, Bob. It wasn't that bad. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Carol gives Bobby the side eye while putting her arm around Mike and says, well, I thought you were pretty good. Mike smiles and takes the compliment, saying, well, for a rookie. Carol, trying to make Mike feel better, says, rookie? Wasn't he good, kids? And, of course, all the kids talk at once, saying how good Mike was. Aww. Except, of course, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Carol totally calls him out, saying, Bobby? <laughs> Bobby just looks to camera with an, eh. Mike looks deadpan, simply saying, thanks, Bob. Carol looks to camera and says, we'd like to thank our wonderful guests tonight, Donnie and Marie Osmond. Mike follows suit, saying, Mr. Tony Randall. Peter keeps it creepy, saying, the Croftette Dancers. Why do they call that? It's so mm-hmm. weird. Mike imitates Peter, saying, the Water Follies. Carol says, our own adorable Alice, and a special thanks to you. Because mm-hmm. without you, Jimmy, there <laughs> wouldn't be a Brady Bunch. Mendy. Mendy. Mike gets a smirk on his face and says, well, I don't know about that. 
Carol smiles and says, well, you did have something to do with it. Carol, apparently not done with thanking literally everybody, says, and I'd like to thank you in front of the whole world for giving me such a wonderful family. Carol and Mike kiss. Mike then looks to camera and says, singing and dancing isn't everything. Greg looks to camera and says, singing and dancing is my life. You know, like a liar. (laughs) Mike rolls his eyes and says, say goodnight, Greg. Greg, thinking for a moment, pauses and smiles, finally saying, good night. Carol then launches into a rendition of memory with everyone else humming as backup. They do one line of this, wave goodbye, and leave the stage. Mm. Memory, misty watercolor memory. (laughs) Yeah. I swear it looked like Mike was rolling his eyes before she started singing. Like, <laughs> it really did. It looked like he was like, oh, Jesus, another number. Like, okay. Seriously? Like, can't we just fucking go? Oh, my God. Like, how many songs, do, how many renditions do we got to do in this? Holy crap. <laughs> um, I wrote it started off strong with comedy, then got lame with all the music. Why did I write that? I don't think it got lame with all the music. I, I mean, this so particular scene did. When all of a sudden, think so. like, why are you singing this? <laughs> I don't think it did either. Apparently, a couple days ago, me thought so. Hmm. Unless know. you meant the entire show as a whole. I must have. But <laughs> still, even then, I don't agree with two days ago, me. Two days mm-hmm. ago, me, okay. you're stupid. Wasn't that bad. Hmm. All right. But, uh. That's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. Yeah. So wow. uh, any final thoughts of, uh, overall? Um, it was um, so bad it's good. It, I would definitely All watch right. another episode. But I get a feeling that the, the subsequent episodes are going to be even even worse. And they may not be as so bad it's good. They may just be bad. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're going to put all their energy into the the pilot episode, obviously. And then usually right. the second, third episode, they're on autopilot and they think they they got it made now. So <laughs> I don't think they're going to put in as much effort, but they might surprise us. Yeah, we may have to check in another episode down the road. I think so. Just to kind of confirm our, mm-hmm. our ideas or thoughts. There's only so much Brady content to go out. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to do it all. All right, guys, we know we did. We have fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. Maybe not the variety show, but the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and we're not racist or sexist. We would also personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you guys, it wouldn't be possible. And of course, we always give a special shout out to Ginny and Jim because they were the first ones to take a chance on us and they're awesome for it. And um, you kind of got the ball rolling and, and uh, we thank you. Mm-hmm. And we also want to do another shout out to Mendy also for recommending oh, this yeah, of course. for us. So. Yeah. Thanks so much. And you guys thought I was going to get away with that me handing out homework. You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to do that. Homework assignments. Check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and CastBox. Tell two friends about the show. And if you don't like it, just tell them about the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at averybradypodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in all the conversations and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer like Ginny and Jim, check out the mm-hmm. Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. 
Hey, check out our Instagram and check out what our mugs look like at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Like, you know, if the show's going to be late, which hopefully it won't, but sometimes mm-hmm. it is. Check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com slash shop. Check out our Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this episode. And lastly, go watch Gilligan's Island or the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. You know what? Watch both. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually do a Google on Gilligan Variety Hour. You may be surprised. <laughs> and so on the next episode... What are you going to watch? Who knows, right? Is it Gilligan's Island? Is it Brady Bunch Variety Hour? Is it the Gilligan Variety Hour? Who knows? But Jimmy is going to tell us what to watch next. Thank you. On the next episode, we will be back on Gilligan's Island, Season 1, Episode 6, President Gilligan. Hmm. The Skipper and Mrs. Howell compete for leadership on the island by being named El Presidente. Hmm. When the castaways cast their votes, the result is surprising. Gee. I can't imagine who wins with such a vague title as (laughs) President Gilligan. Right. (laughs) Also, don't forget that we still have a contest going on right now. So what you got to do is you got to listen to the show through the rest of September. And we'll be giving out a secret phrase. Remember, don't tell anybody. It could have been in this episode. And the secret phrase might be right now. But it's not. It's not. But I mean, but in all seriousness, we'll, we will say, it, you won't have to guess. You don't have to be like, was it, you know, Tony Dan, uh, Randall or whatever? No, no. We'll tell you, like, the secret yeah. phrase is, you know what I mean? There's not going to be any doubt. And maybe we already said it. I don't know. Well, we would have said. Well, Jimmy, but maybe they skipped through the episode and they were like, oh, shit, I might have. Oh, been. yeah. If you skipped through the episode, yeah, we totally said it. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't we skip to the episode and listen to this? Like this is all the stuff we say every day or every episode. Yeah. So what do they do, Jimmy, if they do hear the secret phrase? Pray <laughs> that they win after they email us. <laughs> Thought I was gonna do something else. Email the show at a very brady podcast at gmail.com. With what? With the phrase that pays. Phrase that pays. <laughs> and uh, our Patreon producers, yes. you don't have to worry about doing anything because you're automatically nope. entered into the contest. So you don't have to do nothing. Exactly. Yep. And some of you out there might be like, but but that's not fair. Okay. So join Patreon for a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, once the contest is complete, we'll be announcing the winner through random draw and they'll receive a free Gilligan's Island DVD box set. And also, we also want to say that this entire contest is being sponsored by the Retro Network. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. Retro give Network, them, <laughs> give them Sorry. a little payback by visiting the site and maybe checking out some of their podcasts. I think you'll like it. They have more than just podcasts, mm-hmm. too. They have articles that they write about retro stuff, and they have a whole conversation that they do if you're one of their Patreon. So it's pretty interesting. It's pretty neat. It's worth checking out. Hell yeah. So the contest ends on October 1st, and we will announce the winner on the episode on October 6th. So pay attention. Listen up. All right, so unless you uh, have anything else? Uh, Nope, I think that's it. All right, cool. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.